episode 14. You forgot I was going to say it, didn't you? Ah, I forgot to say it, aye, aye. Um, just for people who don't know what we're talking about, Kenny just betted my tenor that I wouldn't say we are back for this episode. You did just say it, so that's... that's <laughs> you were going to say that. Uh, right, so today uh, we've got former uh, Youth Rangers, Ross County and Ventura County Fusion star, um, and the guy with the best hair in the West, oh. Max Ashworth. <laughs> So thanks for going. Thanks for coming on, mate. Not a problem, mate. I don't know about the best hair. It's just going back and everyone's in a walking <laughs> trim. But, you, know. you had a baldy, didn't you? I did, mate. I, you get a baldy? Baldy. I have a baldy every January, mate. That's my thing. So, <laughs> so I'm going to try to get a new team. It's, it just makes me look hard, mate. The whole reason for it is so that I, I scare people when they realise that I'm not actually that, that kind of player. That <laughs> 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 um, that's like the guy you used to get with the, like the pure multicolour boots and the pure pants, eh? That's a meme with Deodora boots, Kev. <laughs> my orange Deodoras. Aye, that's for another day. Anyway. <laughs> um, aye, so we get Max. So, um, how, how's it going, mate? What's, what's lockdown? How's lockdown been for you? Well, it's been tough, mate, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'm obviously still playing. That's probably been the hardest part of it, uh, is yeah. not actually playing football. I mean, for me, not knowing if... You know, I was still enjoying football quite as much as I probably was before. Uh, it's probably a good time for me to see if I was if I was going to miss it or not. I have, uh, but I've still been working all time through it. Um, you know, sitting on my laptop all day and just watching games can be a bit draining at times. But it's, you know, it's, I'm quite blessed in the job that I've got, so it, it could be a loss. Uh, and I see a lot, a lot of people get made get made redundant and all the rest of it, mate. You know, and it's it's terrible. So I'm just you know, blessed to have a have a job that I've kept and, and I've still been doing this whole time to keep me busy. Right. I can tell you've done a lot of football interviews, eh? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never knew what age you were till obviously I started being quite creepy and looking at you. I can't believe it. See the way you've just spoke here, like you're, you're 22. 22, um, mate. How, how, I can't believe somebody's just speak like that, feeling so grateful and blah, blah, like, I, I, like 22, I, I was at college and didn't care about anybody else other than myself, really. So <laughs> that's nice that you think like that. And... What we're going to do, basically, we're going to, we're going to jump back, Max, just go through, Aye, um, talk that. about your sort of football journey and your career so far and where it's kind of ended up. So we'll go back. So growing up, so whereabouts was it you grew up? Was it Port Glasgow you grew up? So just outside of Port Glasgow, so it's just like a, a village called Lambank, um, right. not the most populated area in Scotland. It's actually quite quiet, but... I think sort of later in life that actually benefited me quite a lot coming from that sort of background and not having, well, you know, I, was, I went to a primary school, there was only 70 of us in the whole primary school. Um, wow. And then making that transition from going for that into a high school that, that was one of the most populated in Scotland, uh, just in Erskine, was, was a massive change. But I, I don't think if I wasn't brought up in that surrounding that I would I would be the type of person that, that I've turned out to be, you know. And what, what way do you think it was kind of sort of grounded you a wee bit? Because... Do you mean if you'd kind of grown up in maybe a less fortunate area, you might have been kind of taking away from football a wee bit with some other activity? I wouldn't say less fortunate, but I just think that, you know, growing up in an area like that, when there isn't many people and you, you don't really try to think of the best way to sort of word this, I think that mm-hmm. there was just more sort of attention and, you know, detail brought to me growing up as a person and actually learning and developing things. Because for me, I never actually went into Rangers until I got to high school anyway. So right. I think growing up in that sort of area and, 
you know, I played in, in, in boys' clubs that, that were based in Linwood and, and Kilbarkin, so I knew boys feel like Houston and, and those sort of areas and seeing the sort of schools that they were in. And to be fair, I was probably at that time quite jealous to see how many, well, I'm not saying how many pals he had, but there was maybe about, there was two or three years in, in my school that, that I've actually still stayed close to all the way through primary right. school. Um, and, you know, that's probably quite, it's quite nice rather than it being, you know, a group of 10 or 11 boys. I've got two mates that, that you know, are lifelong friends to me now and I know they will be for, for the rest of my life. And, yeah, and relating back to that, coming from a small place like we've came from, and we're all doing, I mean, one of the boys is living in Spain now, we're all doing really well in what we want to do and, yeah. It's just one of the things that, that it's turned out that you look back on and think you're probably quite grateful and, and where you grew up. Uh, so see what you're saying? I was, uh, a boy I went to college where he was the same. I can't remember where he's from. Um, he, his school, I think, only had 50 people. So for, for when you go into school, to when you leave school, there's always somebody kind of giving you advice or teaching you something as opposed to, like you say, classes or schools that are really populated. You don't really get much attention. You're just getting thrown the kind of... The, the syllabus that day they're just throwing the information the, the bare minimum sometimes maybe a, yeah. a bit thinking too much into it but how uh, you get a hell of a lot more attention 100 percent. you do and i was and my mum and dad are i mean i'm quite lucky that i've been so well looked after my mum and dad growing up same as my brother i've got an older brother and you know I'm, again i know i mentioned earlier but i'm grateful in the way they've they've almost given everything to me and my brother growing up so i just feel like in in years to come i almost look back to them to to give to let them chill out when they're late in life and, and try and hopefully give them a life that they can go and enjoy for the next 10, 15 years. That's really nice, see, I mean, that's, that's the, that's yeah, the dream, isn't it, really, for, for most people? That's just because he was his mum and dad were very well, I'll tell a story about my dad. So, so one, of the, one of the transitions that, that I made was, was going from primary school to, to sort of the side school. So we used to play against Erskine, who obviously had all the boys that, that I was going to be going to school with in that team. So we were playing Erskine one time and it was, uh, I don't know if you remember, do, do you guys know Kobarkin area well at all? I don't know it well, but I've, I've heard of it. So so there's a, there's a pitch in Kobarkin and it's like literally like the steepest hill. Let's see if you were <laughs> playing it. So in the, in the first half, if you had the hill going down, it was like literally like bombardment at their goal. And then if you're playing the second half, it was like you're doing hill sprints for the whole second half. <laughs> So, I've heard about this part because I stayed in Chapel. A few of my mates play football. I must have heard about this because it's if the pitch sits like, like that. Mate, honestly, it's like you are, you you switch the plate to the right side, and then the next thing you know, mate, the ball rolled all the way down to the left side, we're exactly. touching it. So, <laughs> uh, but, so we're playing one day, and our games against Erskine always used to be like you know everyone used to be up for it. it used to be blood rushing, like the pain, you know what parents can be like Scottish parents especially. It's like oh, <laughs> oh like you know what I mean. Talked about it, I like major duty. So I think we were about. I mean, I wasn't even now. now that I think back to it, it's actually ridiculous. I think we must have been about eleven or twelve at the time. And we used to have a boy played with our team who, funnily enough, ended up signing at Rangers with me as well. But this boy was like he probably he probably built the way I'm now when he was eleven or twelve. His name's Gannett McGreesh. He had major, major temper problems. Like I'm talking, <laughs> like he used to like if a fly came on him in the pitch, he would just lose, lose it, mate, totally right. So we were playing against Erskine, and my dad always used to go and stand on the other side of the pitch and always try and like say. My dad used to call him Smiler, so anytime he used to get raging, my dad would go, "Hey, Smiler, like stop what you're doing." But my dad's like the most light-hearted person in the world. Like he would never like start an argument or like anything. So. 
I remember playing, and then I can't remember what happened. They all, they, all the parents were trying to get Gary sent off because he was causing Erskine all sorts of problems because he was right. I think he used to run the hundred meters in about nine seconds, mate. Like, what I learned, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So my dad's trying to stop all the parents for getting sent off, blah blah blah. And I remember the game stopped, and the ref like runs over to say the pitch. And I swear to God, mate, and I turned around, right, and my dad's just get one of the parents by his throat, and I was like. Ah. Mate, I'm, a, I'm 11 years old right so after the game I'm in the car with my dad and I'm greeting the whole way home saying like I'm going to have nae pals when I go to high school you're going to be the oh, dad no. everyone thinks like it's going to try uh, like the, the absolute psycho dad and if I ever go around to anyone's house and what if I go around to that boy's house that like in the dad will be like your dad try to, your dad like, try to choke slam me at a game you know what I mean so, <laughs> funnily enough like, my dad made it, thought I know that's what I mean, but I mean, I ended up right high school, and funnily enough, the, the two boys that my dad was trying to scrap with, I've ended up being, being right, best mates with, which is funny. Uh, so. so was that was that the sort of first football team you kind of started? So how did you get into football, first of all? So was it like, like you say, boys club level? So what, what, um, what were the teams that you were playing with, you remember? Well, the biggest influence for me to get into <clears> football was my granddad. Uh, my granddad was... Uh, you know, he absolutely loves football. He's, he's really popular in the junior game. Um, but he was somebody that always pushed me on as a young boy to, to play football. I played with the Rangers. That was my first real team. Um, and and then they folded and I joined Glen Tyne Thistle, just in Kilbarkin. Uh, but see, for me, when I was younger, I used to build a bowling ball. So I probably never really... Like the talent was always there because I'm, I'm left-sided. I was always like decent technically when I was younger. I was... Probably I could kick the ball into the pitch at the similar size and like I would just shoot for anywhere all the time. But mm. the problem with me was I was I was always more kind of built out the way than I was up the way. Um, mm. And as soon as I grew, I grew about 11, 12 years old. We played in a Renfrew Vicks tournament uh, just for Glen Tyne Thistle, and you know I was it was the best I'd ever played probably at, at boys club level. And, and the scout Charlie Palmer, who funnily enough still works at Rangers now. Um, he uh, he picked me up and, and, and brought me in and the Avengers and the process went went really, really quick and I was lucky to, to have signed after that and the rest is sort of history. So what age were you when you get signed the Rangers then for you? So I, I, I was twelve, so I was actually just going into high school at that point. Um so the way it kinda of worked back then, it's slightly, slightly different to now. Uh, you basically went to Tory Glen first, uh, and it was like a sort of developed so it was like just a load of trialists, it wasn't the actual team. And then for that, you then went to like the training centre and and played a game or trained or whatever it was. But for me, I went to the I went to the Tory Glen, did really really well. First day, I got sent to the training. So that was literally on the on the Friday or the Saturday. I went to the training centre on the Sunday and I'd signed with Rangers by the Monday. So it was like that's like unheard of now. What that would happen, you know? So, but I had Celtic on the phone. My, my dad was on the phone. Celtic were offering me, you know, pre contracts when I was like twelve wow. years old to go full time and. You know, I, I phoned my granddad. I remember phoned my granddad, and my granddad's a diehard Rangers supporter. I said, I've got a chance to. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> I said, I've got this chance to say me Rangers Celtic. And he said, if I, he just said, if I ever see you in that green and white kit, son, I'm going to speak to you again. So, yeah, it was. It comes in Glasgow, eh? Yeah, it is, mate. It is boy bud, but, you know, it was probably the right decision at that time and you know Rangers had offered me a contract there and then after going and doing really, really well my first trial against Motherwell and you know after that getting, getting offered to sign it was a no-brainer really so we always can I don't sorry, yeah. sorry I'm on you go on you go I was just going to say do you remember that game like you can remember 
the majority of that game just playing really well and Mate, just thinking I feel, I've never played that well. I, I feel like it was yesterday, honestly, but I mean, I hadn't even really been playing centre mid for that long at that time because I kind of always grew up playing at the back and being a centre half and you know, when I was younger, I think I'm probably the same height now as I was when I was 12, so... Uh, <laughs> How I tall would, are you? How tall are you? I would like to say I'm pushing 5'11", but Gav, you'd probably say I'm about 5'10", mate. I've got to say 5'8", so... 5'8"? So. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm on my knees, aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I, I, that was the question I was going to ask, because we always are centre-mid, so no, you started off at the back then. Well, to be and fair, I, I hadn't actually played centre-mid for that long at the time, so when they asked me what my favourite position was before the game, I, I said centre-mid, um, and then I think the game was one each, I came on, there was 20 minutes left, and I think I set up two goals or something, um, so it was just like, automatically, like, I, I played really well, but I was I was on trial at United at the time for about a year and a half or something, Um and I just kind of went up there every Friday just for training, and they always seem as a centre half. Celtic, Celtic also seem as a centre half as well. There's a boy, Dan Higgins, that's playing at Cowden Beath now, who played with Celtic for a bit. They kind of seen us two as being a partnership at the back for them. But for me, once I played centre mid, and once I played well, and when your when your boyhood club actually sign, and you're up at the oh. training ground and all the rest, of it, it's a no brainer. Uh, Especially when you're, you're knee deep in it in centre mid, aren't you? You're, you're kind of doing a bit of everything. Yeah, must be a bit of work course, eh? You must be a fit, fit lad. Maybe, maybe a few years ago, mate. I don't know about now, man. Honestly. Just, just, <laughs> just your temper that carries you, eh? Ah, mate, honestly. <laughs> I've seen some you of your highlight reels, mate. Are you grumpy? I can, be, I can be a bit of a hothead at times, mate. With the old t- well, I wouldn't even say I'm much of a hothead. I would just say I'm actually horrendous at timing my tackles, mate. So it just looks <laughs> as if I'm, like, really <laughs> aggressive. But I just can't, like, time my tackle well enough to, like... Well, you you post goals, didn't you? You post goals. <laughs> mate, mate, you've, just, you've just named my idol there, so just you some, <laughs> Do you think, Jake, see how, like, I feel like everybody loves a left left peg? Like, aye, doesn't matter how it just looks are. so much more graceful, mate, than a right. It does. Uh, I remember I, I very briefly played 11s at college. Did you ever play for a college team, Gav? No. Uh, I think there was a college team when I was there, mate. Was there no? No. Robert Anderson ran a college team for a year then. And uh, it's our first oh. game. We've, we've trained once or something like that. But we're all quite easily fit. I, 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 we ran in the gym whole three times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all huddled around for the first game and these bright orange strips no idea what we were doing no idea what positions we were playing but Robert's quite confident in Philippines so he's like you play there you play there you play there he went um, is he a, a left fit and two of the boys went me and he went why don't you use two take three kicks right and I was like don't even know the ability man <laughs> that was it I, I was like ah, this must be a thing this has to be a like, oh you got a left peg eye oh you'll be good like that. So See, now that you've said that, though, like, I can't remember ever playing with a player that who's who's a lefty and isn't he a decent player. Oh, thanks, Gav. I don't know if <laughs> I kick me. Maybe it's always to push me for that. So, um, Both, mate. Manager. Have confidence. You're both. both I say that, but then you see me play and you go, that's the thing though right and see see that I've so see when I was growing up see because my life it was always so good and I was late joining an academy like I just never like actually at any point refused to like unless I absolutely had to I would just not use my right foot at all and see now like I worked that much on it when I was at Rangers that it actually it's no bad I can actually get the ball off the deck now to be fair but <laughs> I just stress to kids all the time now in the academy like how important it is to be two footed like all the best players in the world now are to, like you look at De Bruyne for example he is unbelievable with both feet and it makes his life so much easier. like see if he's got the ball and he wants to diag he can do it he, he uh, foot, you know it's not like uh, an issue doubles but, his decisions he can he's got two times as many decisions as somebody who's 
scared to use their other foot. Exactly, mate. That's it. And, and you know, the, the thing is, a few years later, I think, Gav, you've obviously seen it, but when I was playing the county in the first 20 seconds of the game, I think I got the ball. And I Aye. honestly, like, getting to, getting to nosebleed territory, I was, like, getting to the edge of the ball. <laughs> the ball's on my right foot. And every single person, I think, in the stadium was shooting for me to pass it. And I hit it with my right foot. For some reason, it ended up flying the top bin. And I swear to God, you actually see me in the video, look down at my right foot and think, how's that, how's that just happening? Just an absolute uh, Matt, The only other person I've heard train like, go, oh, I feel like my other foot's really bad, is one of my mates, uh, David Gal. I don't know if you played with him, Gav, but he's a, a tremendous player. He injured his right foot. He just loves football that much. He said, I was out practicing with my left foot every day. Because I couldn't, but I sprained it. I couldn't kick a ball with hard, uh, but just practice with your foot. That's something you should. It should go hand in hand. You get training. You should be doing both feet. It, sh- it shouldn't be like well, you're really good with that foot. Just practice with that foot. It should be both all the time. Hundred percent. Well, here's an interesting story. Graham Murray told me a story about James Ward Prowse. He said to James Ward Prowse in a training session one day, because uh, obviously he was coaching at Southampton and stuff. He yeah. said that I'm going to count how many times you use your left foot today, and he was like, "What?" And he said. This week in training, if you use your left foot, he said, I can't remember how many times he said, I'm going to take you off free kicks and penalties and all that stuff. And you know what, James, James Lord Prowse is running for his set pieces. Dead ball specialist, aye. So he said every time the ball came in training, you see James Lord Prowse taking his left foot, passing his left foot, taking his left foot, passing his left foot. And if you watch him now, he'll comfortably take, I'm not saying that Graham Marty's made them both footed, but that's the sort of incentive. He's got attention to it, though, so, so rather than me going, so say I've got Gav in a train session now, so what we'll do with kids, rather than me going, or oh, Gav, uh, use your left foot the day you never use it, I'll be like, right, Gav, we will have like clickers, so like count how many times, I'll be like, you need to use your left foot 50 times a day in training. Yeah. So that's passing drills, shooting, you know, games at the end, whatever it is that you do. So every time Gav touches the ball with his left foot, I'll be like, click, click. And at the end of it, you go... You know, it's, it's reward for kids. That's what keeps uh, it interesting. Uh, incentive so, as well, isn't it? Incentive. How, how many times, though, do you get a kid playing the full, say it was an hour session, how often do you get it playing for 50 minutes with a right and then for the last 10 minutes they just play all with a left? That's the smart-ass kids, mate. That's, uh... Uh, that's the boys that are probably going to end up making it because they'll be arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, see, when you were talking about obviously being in the, the Rangers Youth Academy, right? So what... Can you tell us the kind of structure when you when you were coming through and like what was the sort of characters in the changing rooms and training and coaches and stuff like that? Different to now, mate. Um, a lot different to now. Uh, there was probably, I mean, I'm not disrespecting any other boys that I grew up playing with, but there was probably about five or six years that really, really pushed each other through. Um, and we all kind of came through together. And I think, to be fair, to be fair to the rest of the kids and to be fair to the coaches and stuff, they all knew that we were the best players on the team, like, Head and shoulders above, so it was like guys like myself, Ross McCrory, Robin McCrory, Ross Lyon, boy called Josh Jeffries, Jamie Brandon, who's now at Hearts. Uh, we were the ones who were like playing every minute of every game, every right, week. Usually, cool. like so. And then when it kind of, we were the ones that were playing up age groups. We were the ones that were, you know, that were mostly well, well looked after. Um, Used to get a day release program, so I probably missed more days of school than I was actually in school. <laughs> uh, How did that work at school? Sorry, Max. Did, did... Was either one or the other, mate. That that was the thing back then, and that's that's another thing that I try and stress to the kids now is they, they get that much support with all the school stuff now. Again, it's unbelievable, mate. Honestly, they they get tutors. They they've got a, they've got a actual school that the kids go to at Bulkley and Bears Den. Um, oh, nice. I know so after they finish school. 
the bus comes and picks them up for his training and takes them straight to the training ground to do their session up the road by seven o'clock. Whereas I was literally getting off my school bus, getting on the bus to go to training and then getting home at nine, ten o'clock at night. So the thing is, is it? Well, I was doing my homework on the bus, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like... You then, it, <laughs> well, I was doing it. So, <laughs> I could. <laughs> the, the amount of times I've done my homework actually in class where the teacher was talking was unbelievable, <laughs> mate. I swear to God, I think I've got the record most amount of times. But that's what kind of, I wouldn't say annoys me, but see, when I was in primary school, I, I came... We used to have a thing called, I don't know if you said it, it was like the Ducks Awards. So, it's like the person who's like the smartest in the school, whatever it is. So... I was like runner up in my primary school and, and don't even say it, there was like, my school was still a smart <laughs> people, trust me, right? <laughs> it wasn't like a special school or something like that. So. Uh, but, and then when it came to high school, mate, it was just as a school get completely thrown out of the window and see from my mum, my mum's really, my, my brother went to uni and did law and got like a wow. degree and like, and I was probably smarter than him growing up. But uh-huh. so for my mum, that was quite hard to see me just kind of packed school and just and I I try to do my I try to do a higher mass of English but see as soon as I was I mean I was going to school once I went full time I was going to school once a week and I was trying to do two probably the hardest hires you can do and I was missing I was missing four days of school and it was just like I used to go into the class (laughs) that's how bad it used to be my games with reserve used to be on a Tuesday I would go on on the Wednesday and I would go on in the library because I wouldn't have any classes to go and I would just watch my game for the night before. So I wouldn't oh. even, you know? So it was like... That's a shame. You'd have an ultimatum in it. It's going to work out now, Kenny, so I'm quite glad that it's, that it's worked out the way it has. See, see, sorry, Max, but seeing the other side of the spectrum, see if you'd got to, you know, 1920 and you'd been released and you didn't have anything and you weren't, you weren't getting picked up in our team, like... I could imagine that would be quite difficult for a player, though, do you know what I mean, to have, have well, nothing. Well, Gav, it happened to me, and I know we're going to touch on it later, but that, that was basically why I ended up doing PT, because I had nothing else aye, to do, aye. mate. Like, I'd, I spoke to Scott Agnew, who was my coach at United, who I know quite well, and he was running the, the courses, and quite a lot of the boys that ended up coming out of part-time football were just doing PT, because they, they knew nothing else, and there was no other way for them to get any, like, a, and I was quite lucky that the job at the village came up at the time, like it did, but, I mean... There's so many footballers, mate, that just come out and the PFA brilliant with it and the fact that they put that many courses on for footballers, if they come out of football and they've got that much support for the footballers that come out of it. But I know, like, honestly, mate, I could probably tell you about 100 footballers that come out of football and don't know what they're going to do. Like, just don't know at all. And it's a shame that it is because nobody deserves that. But that's just the way that football was back then. I feel like the schools have, have really kind of came to grips with it more recently. Yeah, but especially Rangers. I'm not just saying that to be biased, but the support that Rangers give the kids and the parents now is just unbelievable. Yeah. See, see when you're talking about that there, I had, um, I got worked with a guy and he became quite a, not a good mate, not a close or anything like that, but I would have considered him a mate. Um, Chris Mitchell, played with, okay. played with Clyde. Um, I know him, man. Yep. And stuff like that. And Mitch ended up committing suicide, unfortunately. Uh, but, they've set up the Chris Mitchell Foundation now so it's for, for players for ex-pros who are coming out of, yeah. out of play because he, he was giving up football he'd got a new job and it was quite a good job and stuff like that but see, see when you don't know anything and the, there's so much pressure on you and you've had this lifestyle and you're trying to adapt to, to working maybe an office job or something totally out of your system or your realm sorry and then you've not got the, the changing room banter you've not got all these sort of things that play a big factor do you know what I mean so yeah. I think like you say PFA are obviously doing a good job to try to help the sort of mental health of players who are coming out of football and adapt and stuff like that. 
Massive, mate. Mm. See, for the last four months I was at Ross County and I was injured. That's the worst. I, I couldn't think of it worse than playing football at that time. Uh, um, and I, mate, I actually read something the other day. And I hope you don't mind. I'll, I'll read it out. But it was just something i seen. And I actually posted an Instagram story. You might have seen it. But it's called The Footballer's Iceberg. Um, and what it is, it, so it, this is basically what it works. So it says, what you see in the surface. So it's possessions, acceptance, fame, money, followers, power and sponsorship. So there's like yeah. the things that you would see for footballers and then it's saying what you don't see behind the scenes. And I suppose you could relate this to anything in life, right? I'm not just trying to sympathise for footballers, but yeah. this is the sort of experiences I went through at, when I was at Ross County because I ended up gambling quite a lot and doing all that sort of stuff, like all the bad habits that you get into. So it's dieting, pressure, mental, physical trauma, new cultures and environments, strict daily re- regime, Relationship with coaches, haters and people wanting you to fail, self-doubt, discipline, loneliness, countless sacrifice, rejection and injury. Yeah. So, it's quite a lot of things. And, and there's Did you see there. that on Sam Hayes' profile? i just seen it. It came up on, I think Martin Waghorn actually posted it when I seen it, mate. Um, I saw it uh, the other night on uh, <coughs> Sam Hayes. It's a, he's another like, trainer and stuff like that. And I saw it and I was like, you don't know what anybody's going through at all, eh? Like, no. People get, like you're saying, oh, you're having this high life playing there and playing this, and you're, you're not hearing anything at all. It's, ah, you, you only see the exterior. Well, is it? You can see the anything in life, and, and I've seen quite a lot that applies to Wag, like Martin Wagner saying it was, you know, you could relate to that to anything in life, which 100% you absolutely could, and I know, mm-hmm. but, but footballers are literally like people are on sport, you sports all the time. Aye. Like on you all the public time. eye. And especially when you're at a couple of Rangers or Celtic. I mean, I was a I was on the twenty Rangers and if I was going on a night out and I'm not just like saying this to them, it probably happens with all the other boys that go out, but as soon as people we gone out, there was like people coming up with like Rangers supporters and that coming up to you being like, Why are you out? Like, what are you doing? There was Celtic supporters coming up to you, like after I scanned yeah, James McFadden at Ibrooks, it was all over the papers and all over the news and everything. I went to jail a baby that night. Everyone remembers jail. Unbelievable, right? Oh, <laughs> I was in jail a baby that night, mate, and I swear to God, there must have been about 20, 30 folk that came up to me and were like, why did you scan James McFadden? Because, like, the papers made out as if, like... Ah, you meant to take him I out? Was just, I was just, like, standing next to him, and I've just looked like that and pulled his shorts down. But <laughs> if you actually see the footage, he's making the ball with me, and I've went and grabbed him, and I've just pulled his shorts down rather than his top. So but everyone was coming up to me, and they're like, why did you pull his pants down? And I was like... <laughs> I never. It just made me out as if I was like a pure freak. I just wanted to see his bum. See if you were on the a strong willed, that could you could really take that to heart, couldn't you? Because somebody who's maybe got a wee bit of you know issues or thinking about something a bit too much, you could probably take that the wrong way. But But uh, there's a lot of things that aren't football, mate. There's a lot I mean, when when I was sort of when I was up at Ross County and I stayed literally like for me my, my stairs away for a bookies Mate, that was the only thing that, I mean, we were literally, I was going in at eight o'clock in the morning, doing a session before the session, having breakfast, doing the session, whatever, training in the afternoon, and I would do the gym. So I'd be staying until like four or five o'clock, and I stayed with a scouser, Tom Gravosti, still up there. And, mate, we just used to come home for training and go straight to the bookies every day after training, because there was nothing else to do. It was either that the Xbox. And until uh, we'd done that, it was until the bookies had shut at 10 o'clock at night, we were just sitting putting horses on at the time. Like, wow. <laughs> It's not as if we, you also can't bet in football, but I mean, I could have told you probably every single horse that was running the Grand National that year, like off by heart and what the what traits were. And, you know, it was just like ridiculous, mate, like how much we, 
how much we actually bet that year, but I remember. Oh, you want it? I went into the the bookies in Bears Den. Kyle Lafferty was down there and just feeding the roulette machine twenty pound notes. <laughs> he could afford it, but yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But year on that, when Andy Halliday was talking about uh, Robert Snodgrass the other day, oh, yeah, right, Snodgrass is somebody that I'm mad, mad camp. But mate, it's like a way to get away from the football and think about something. Because uh, yeah. I, I had a really, I, I bet in darts all the time. Darts was my worst thing. Like, every oh, Thursday night, sure. like, just waiting on like, five on eight is coming in, but like, ah, like, dancing about my, my room, you know, but it's like, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> did, did, you, <laughs> did you even get Sky Tail ending well? Oh, mate, honestly, <laughs> it was that. That, that, that was a thing, mate. There was like, people with 12 fingers and that up there, mate. I swear to God, it's just like, <laughs> Sorry, the door was going there, I, I ordered a pint. <laughs> Oh, look at that. The wee Desperados. That's my good lady, man. She's too Oh, right. I thought you got it delivered. I was like, I phoned a one to a place in party. Thanks for the I'm posh. I just have a wee paint machine down the stairs. We went off a wee bit of tangent there, mate. It was brilliant. Back to the. Going through the sort of academy and stuff like that. So, some of the players, obviously, you mentioned. like, So, what you started at 12. And then, would he, what's the sort of under system? You went to like under 17, 16, 17, 18, 20 or something like that? So, so when I was there, it was, it, I was from under 13s to under 15s. Right. And then we went from under 15s to under 17s. And then it went from under 17s straight to under 20s, like reserves. Right. So um, I was playing under 17s. I think the first time I played with them was, I was two years early. So I was an under 15 at the time. Right. Um, and then I played every game for a year. Uh, under 17 so a year above myself me and Ross McClory played just about every game um, and I was playing left mid at the time so that's just so if anyone knows me I've actually got absolutely no pace right so <laughs> I played left I played left mid for the full year so Billy Kirkwood who was our coach at the time said to me every time you get the ball out of the halfway line cross it so <laughs> mate I would literally like, the halfway line like so literally if I stepped over the halfway line mate I would cross it like, just look for a ball either over the top, mate, or just, like, look to hit the striker in some way. It's a big so, Stevie G in it, man. A big <laughs> but it's because he knew, mate, that if I squared somebody up 1v1, the, the, the right-back would just go, ah, uh, not a problem, mate. So, that's the thing. So, and then I think I, I made my debut with the reserves when I was, when I was 16, uh, 15, 16. 15 or 16, I can't remember, but it was Ian Durant, so I Ian Durant, know, basically. But, mate, wait till you hear this, right? So, <laughs> I, I literally, I get called Joey, right, for a full year, mate, like, a full year. Like, every single person in the club called me Joey for a full year. So, Ian Durant used to call me Joey Taxi, which is like Maxi. Right. So, it eventually became Jolie. So, it went from Jolly Taxi to Jolie to Joey. To Joey. So, <laughs> So I used to go around and train with the first team, right? And Mark Warburton would like sit with like the team sheet. So I would always play left back when I was around with the first team, right? So he would read the team sheet out. And I remember this one time, he was like, ah, eh, Max at left back. And then everyone's like, ah, Max. Who's Max? Who's Max? <laughs> and then they're like, ah, Joey. So I swear to God, mate, see if, you were to, see if I was to like walk by like, I don't know, see like Nico Cranchard or Joey Barton or something, they would think my name was Joey. Right. <laughs> Well, now they know me because they're going to see this and they're going to know your, your name. Uh, once how I get do you, how, do you, how do you feel about that? Like, do you know that way? There's a guy in my work, uh, and the guy that owns the company, 
his name's Gilly and he calls him uh, like James or something like that and he calls him James all the time I'd be like listen just to <laughs> clarify my name James <laughs> like, well mate you know exactly just, that. Just like, okay, it is what it is and <clears throat> go, mate. well mate I was going around and training the first team and it was like Kenny Miller and uh, Andy Halliday and just, Nico aye, the big names. and sort of guys that were calling me Joey and I wasn't going to turn and go eh, guys aye, exactly. actually my name is Max <laughs> <laughs> I think they would respect you for that I think they would no, no. take the piss right out of you aye, shut your hole you that's how, <laughs> aye, that's, uh, that's how I don't make it is uh, that's how the idea nah. that it's one of the things, mate, you know, but Gerani uh, was Gerani was brilliant. He gave me my chance really, really early. Um, and again, me and Ross were... <laughs> I mean, it's quite funny because when I first went up to the reserves, I, I don't know if you, you know who he is, but remember when Rangers had about five or six boys from Newcastle on loan when Mike Ashley first sort of first took over. Uh, so uh, the boy, Kevin and Babu, <laughs> we're well done, Brian. Uh, he's he's class, right, right back. Mate. He played with us for a few, he is the, like, honestly, mate, like, not just one of the worst players I have ever played with, like, no way. ever, like, ever, oh, yeah. and there was one time where, mate, I actually got left out the Youth Cup squad my first year of playing, I'd played, like, the last four games, and I'd played really, really well, and I got left out the Youth Cup squad at Hamden when they could beat our Celtic, because he played set of defence in mid, and I remember watching the game, mate, and I was like, you're it's... actually hopeless, mate, like. He's putting me wrong, isn't he? Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say, is, uh, so what, what, what do you think changed for him? Do you know? Or he just, uh, you just know that even... No idea, mate. Um, honestly, nah. no idea. I remember, but mate, it wasn't even like more than like five months later. He played against Chelsea at St. James's Park and he actually bossed Hazard, like bossed no. him. And I remember me and all my pals are sitting in me and I'm like, wait till you see us mate. Like, oh, no. And then Hazard's trying to get by him and he's like, bof. I was like, but he's, he's, he's he's there. the boy, the boy, he, and Babu, he's rapid though, isn't he? Oh. One thing he's got his pace, so. Mate, I swear, he must have been playing second year when he was playing with us, mate, because he never, no. he never used it once. So, but Which... for me, mate, when I was younger, you know, playing. I, was, I think it was 15 or 16 at the time and playing in the midfield with like Kyle Hutton, even Kevin and Babu, you know, guys like that. It was like, it was really beneficial for me at a young age, especially Kyle Hutton, who I'd seen before I'd even signed for Rangers playing against Man United and right. playing with the first team and, you know, playing centre-mid for him. He helped me massively the first sort of few games that I played. Even you're talking about the senior players and stuff, like what, what sort of senior players or ex-pros were kind of kicking about when you were growing up were you were you just in awe like to try to take it in because you've obviously grew up with your your family and obviously big ranger supporters and were you just kind of were you, were you a bit starstruck looking at these guys or who was kind of kicking about i wouldn't say i was starstruck mate <coughs> um, because as much as they were big names but when i was there mate it wasn't like i mean like i see jermaine defoe kind of about the training uh, room now and I see Stephen Davis and Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> Stephen, mate, when he walks into a room, it's like the the air actually just like you can't breathe anymore, right? Like, but is it? Is it? That's the absolutely. My, my wee brother actually went on holiday one year and got brought me back a like you know, mad sketches you get for machines and it's signed. Right. He brought me that back, man. I love Stephen Gerrard. Oh, mate, is it? Is it just? Is it a good way when he enters the room? Is it a good aura or is it unbelievable, mate? It's just that presence about him, like he's just. Uh, mate, see the very first time I met him, like we, so we were playing a staff game, and I hadn't met him yet, and I knew he was going to be playing, right? So, basically, Colin Stewart, who was now the first team goalkeeping coach, came round to my office and he went, 
to get a boot sweet because I was training. I'll say that again. That's your, you're his best power. I'll say it. He basically came round and he said, What are you doing like after after work or whatever? And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to train later on. And he said, Well, if you've got your boots with you, blah, blah, blah. And he said, There's a staff game after if you want to play. So I was like, So I knew instantly he was going to be playing. Mm. So I hadn't met him yet. So I put my boots no, on. All the rest of it, he went right just on the pitch at four o'clock. So I'm like, Oh my God, like. I'm actually bricking it. So walked out, <laughs> walked around the first team side, and I swear to God, mate, as I've came out the door, he's came out the door next to us at the exact same time. But it's like quite a long walk to. It's probably about a five minute walk to like the back pitch. So I was like, so he just came straight up to me, like straight away, and that way I didn't even have any time to think about it. I was just like, <laughs> I just oh, took no. his hand, and I was like, and he's like, oh, I'm Stephen, and I was laugh. And he was like, uh, oh, nice to meet you, rest it. So he then just started asking you, like, like just like talking to a normal guy, like, just like I was talking to you too, you know, like, just like just normal as it. And, and then he, he asked me, he's like, uh, oh, what did you do before this? And I was like, oh, I played at Ross County. So he started asking me about how they were co-managers and how it sort of worked. And I said, oh, it works quite well. I think they kind of bounce off each other and it's like 50-50 split. And he was like, I wasn't really like that at Liverpool when it was Gerard Tilly and Roy Evans because Gerard Tilly, everyone just knew he was a manager. And I was like, well, I think that's sort of different, Stephen. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a significant but, difference. Uh, um, see, just, just a... a no, tell us about this game. Absolute pants. So, so you talk about the game. Basically, like uh, we were playing against. So there's basically there's a there's a barber called Russell Kiwi who cuts right. like all the first team and all the coaching and stuff here. So he just brought like the team that he plays with, in. Um, and uh, I was playing left mid. So every time I get out of the halfway line, just cross it again. Cross it, <laughs> it's the, the best I know. Uh, but so it was like. Uh, who was playing? So, like, Tom Culshaw was playing. Uh, I thought I was going to say Gary McCarthy was playing, but it wasn't. You know, like, Brian Gilmore was playing. You know, just guys that were like, you know, played at Rangers and stuff at a decent level. But then the gaffer told me before the game, Colin Gaffer, now, right? If that's all right. Oh, I um, he, he said to me before the game, he was like, uh, Oh, you're replacing Peter Lovencrans, by the way, so you better be as good as him. And I was like, oh. like that's, where, that's where my arse went. So, <laughs> it's a completely uh, different set of skill sets there. <laughs> but the thing is that the game started well before the game started we kind of done like a wee passenger warm-up thing and uh, and it seemed like we'd done a wee shooting thing and i remember the first ball i got i've actually just whipped one like unbelievable mate like into like the goalie didn't move right and then so the gaffer turns around and everything he's like ah, well give this lad the ball and i was like ah, man, i'm gonna get like a contract here i'm still only 21 like i was like i could still do a job for this for the gaffer here feels if that's probably like the worst thing you could have done like you should have had an average ball so that yeah. scuffed it the p was uh, on you the heavy p i was gonna i was gonna use my right foot that's the thing so it was my strong foot but but the game started mate and he was just like just a joker just unbelievable uh, mate, he actually got the ball right back at one point, and obviously I was playing left mid, and he was about 80 yards away from me, and I had so much space, but not that way where I'm just like, so I, I'm just going to like drift inside, uh, or I'm just going to like, like just stay in great space for us. <laughs> mate, I swear to God, he absolutely lasered one to my foot for about 80 yards away, like right to my toe, and I was just like, Phew. and then we, we got a corner, and I think it was 0-0 at the time, and I've swung it in, mate, and there he is, mate. 
up header. Sam is. Dan Billman. Honestly, uh, I was going to say that's the Champions League final, wasn't it? Mate, it was just. But it's definitely not. But no, I, but same goal. <laughs> you, you want to know what the worst thing about it was, right? So I played ninety minutes with them, and I went to training after, and we got battered at training, like major duty battered. I ended up fracturing my metatarsal on my foot. Went, oh, showed up to work the next day in crutches. The gaffer walked past my office, seen me in the crutches, and he was like, that. <laughs> "Can't even play a game <laughs> of ninety <laughs> minutes." There's <laughs> <laughs> your like, contract uh, ripped up, right? Uh, 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 he was coming in papers. He was coming in papers, and you're like, "Ah, they're not. They're my pals, crutches." <laughs> yeah, I, I just came back, but so it was about two months later, and we were playing a game on the Saturday, and then they were playing an off staff game, but. The gaffer, like, so it was like my first game back, so I knew I was going to play like 20 minutes or something. So we had like a day where I brought a wee boy in to meet the gaffer and all that because we were trying to sign him basically. Um, and the gaffer walks past me and he goes, Oh, we've got a staff game today again, you're going to play. And I was like, Oh, no, I can't today, I've got, I've got my own game. And he's like, Oh, yeah, who, who are you playing for? And I was like, Doesn't matter, mate. <laughs> 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 just leave that out. Aye, aye. You know, no, them. But it was just a, I remember. <clears throat> I was going my, my first holiday, me and Paul were, we got to Ibiza for the first time. We were sitting in the plane, it was this wee old couple sitting next to me. So I'd have a few drinks, plane takes off, order a few more drinks. And I said to them, do you want anything? No, that was buying, just that the woman was saying, ask them if they want anything. And I ended up talking to the guy and it turned out it was uh, Stevie G's agent's dad. Yeah, okay. All right. Aye, so I was talking about him, like, so you knew before he was coming? He's like, yeah, you know, he stayed at our house and stuff like that. I went, so you've met him? I'm like, What's he like? I just, I just couldn't <laughs> stop asking questions. I was like, I, I said to him, but you wish you never told me this now, because I was like, so, so what was the story? Like, how did it end up coming about? And like, was it a done deal right away, or was there a lot of negotiation? And he's just like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really sorry, <laughs> mate, but I'm just your ear is bleeding. Do you, do you want me to buy you a drink? I will do it this time. Like, <laughs> apparently, it was it was just. His under 18 team played at Ibrooks. Apparently, that was what kind of sparked it. Uh, interesting. Like, uh, you, you said about like having an aura. There's certain probably players and managers, like, I'd imagine, like, she's a captain, maybe like somebody like Roy Keane, or she was talking about like what, uh, Walter Smith walking into a room. You, everybody knows that that's yeah. something just clicks it's in the air. Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we should be talking about. But Max, that's why he's here. We went on a tangent about Steve Sorry, G. Lads. We've been two <laughs> tangents. No, no, no. Listen, this is all about you. It's 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 certainly not about us. And it's not about me <laughs> sitting up playing next day. Stevie G's agent star. So these are the, uh, these are the stars of the show. That's what I'm saying. Not at all, mate. Furthest from it. Um, uh, I've not got an office, so <laughs> you've got an office. Which... I said, just speaking about offices. That's a tremendous background you've got there, mate. I think I don't know what photos are on there. <laughs> is that is that you meeting Donald Trump there? That photo there? <laughs> there's actually there's a photo of me and an elephant up there, mate. To be fair, um, uh, that's what you said, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, seeing so back to the the players that you played with during the ranks, you mentioned obviously like Ross McCrory and uh, Robbie and stuff like that. Who, who would if you could pick one from that group? Would it be Ross that you thought would have probably go on to do the best? No, or you? No, could it no. be you? Not me. Well, honestly, I, I'm not just saying this to to blow my own trumpet, but um, I think probably me, Ross, Lyon, and I both Josh Jeffries were were the best three out of us. You were the uh, captain, weren't you? Were you the captain? It reserves. I was I. Um, uh, but see, do you briefly see see the reserves team? Did they did they ever used to play first teams? Did they ever used to be like a, a not at that time? Mate. No, no, not at that time. No. Uh, so 
but it was a, it was basically, I mean, Ross is probably going to, I mean, I don't think he would disagree, but when Ross was like 12, 13, Robbie, who's obviously the goalie now, was about, when we were 12, 13, Robbie was about six foot one back then as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, like, you, you're laughing like that. It's, it's not even a joke, honestly. Like, the boy was like massive. So, he was playing with Scotland two years above himself at the time. So, right. he was wanting by like Ajax, Sir Alex Ferguson phoned him to get him in at Man United. Wow. Like, there was all sorts of teams made after him at that time. And it was like all about Robbie. It was a Robbie show, like nothing to do. Nobody knew about Ross at all. So I almost think that kicked Ross on when he was a young boy because the background that they both come from, really nice family, well-grounded boys. They both worked extremely hard. Like, but I just think that, that all that attention Robbie got when he was younger has given Ross almost like a fuel, fuel to the fire. To uh-huh. So growing up, I mean, I remember coming back one pre-season and Ross was just like a different beast of a boy like uh, just on it one like i used to win the yo-yo like all that that was my thing like the yo-yo test was like my thing so like the fitness test and ross came back that, and i remember the bleak test the bleak the test i uh, but the yo-yo is like almost like it starts at a higher pace so it doesn't last as long but it's like a lot harder so it starts at like level six or something is it no I, it uh, starts i'd say that's yeah. that's far better for footballers but eh? there's no uh, point in doing and then waiting for two minutes. Actually. Well, that's what it's all about. So, but me and me and Ross basically like <laughs> I was running, and that by the level that I was at when I used to be bowling, I used to know that I'd already won, so I could probably like go on a couple of levels and just drop right. out, just chuck it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking to the left side of me, and Ross is still like absolutely cruising, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, mate, like he's gonna he's gonna beat me. I think I beat him by like one run they end up or something. But did you beat him? Aye, but for him to come you back. Knew. But you knew there was a, there was something else there uh, because he won he won all the sprints he won he's he's probably the fastest player I played with really aye I, which you wouldn't believe but he is rapid mate honestly like so so quick um, but in terms of I mean you talk about Ross um, yeah actually she she knew you're thinking about best players right you you're a bit you're a couple of years older than him obviously but you Billy Gilmore Billy man I was just about to say that. Billy Gilmore, man, because he the he best. was he was like what fourteen? He was playing with you guys. Fifteen? He was playing with you guys. Fifteen, mate. He was fifteen. Fifteen. I remember. I don't understand what? how this works. I, I just you must be some you must be an exceptional talent to be playing. Mate, he's playing in the Chelsea first team. Oh, Do you know what I mean? I just find it madness. But, but here's the thing, right? So I was training with the first team quite significant at that time. So I was barely like really training with the reserves, and. I remember he came around, so this wee boy comes around to train with us, and he's like... Boy. Mate, <laughs> he's a wee boy, though, eh? Wee boy, I know, mate, I know, he is. So he's, he's genuinely built, like, at this time, but I'm talking, like, he's built like a Wayne, like, he's got braces, <laughs> he's, he's, like, not got a head in his face, mate, he's probably didn't even have a at the time, right? And, like, <laughs> he's came... Yeah, he's came around to train, right? And I swear to God, I was like that to Bardo, like, Jim Bardo, and I was like, who's that? And he was like, oh, wee Billy, he's been training with us, he's been doing really, really well. I was like, how old is he? like, 15. Mate, we played a bounce game. Well, not a bounce game. We played a game at the end, and he was playing against Jason Holt, Andy Halliday, and I think Kenny Miller was playing 10. Mate, he absolutely gave him the runner, and mate, like, made yeah. it. Like, I love that. Unbelievable. Just that here and that. So just to see just that way, let's see the wee with Dembele that plays for Celtic. We can Hi, and he just, he's just about 10. He comes on. Aye. He's strong. He's confident. He's playing in front of 50,000 people. And he just doesn't phase him. That's not 
stuff. Well, that's the stuff like. I went to see. Dinner. I went to. Uh, um, was it last season? I must have been. Was last season? No, since obviously the COVID thing, but the previous in. season. Uh-huh. Um, I went to one of the last games of the season. We were playing uh, Hearts at Parkhead, and it was Karimoka Dumbelli got his debut. Um, oh really? And I, me and my brother were there, and they're like, I "Wonder what this wee boy's going to be." Like, he came on, mate. And I'm looking on, like the boy's like, he's like five foot one, right? He looks absolutely tiny compared to these players. And he was playing against we Aaron, is it Aaron Hickey? Aaron Hickey, aye. Um, like for Hearts, he's also a young, a young boy. Um, but he absolutely tore him a new arsehole, and he was, he was like so, so good. Yeah. You think he's going to be on to be something big, isn't he? But then you thought about me, Billy. I, I remember you saying, Max, that. He was like, I know he was quite small and his frame's not like, he's not the broadest, he's not the biggest, but he absolutely flies into tackles and he's not scared to, to put himself about. Well, it does. I mean, honestly, I've told you that story before, I think, Gav, when we were playing Hart, uh, Hibs, and right. it was like soaking wet day, like horrendous day up at Hibs training ground. We were playing the grass pitch, it was like a bog. So it was me, Harry Forrester, and Billy playing centre mid, but you had like Danny Wilson, you had uh, right. Joe Dodo. He had like all these experienced players playing this game. So we Billy. So there's a boy called Scott Martin who's playing Hamilton now, who like he's old, he's about three years older than me. So he was playing the midfield and he was smashing me, Harry and Billy, like every chance he got. And me and me and Scott Martin used to ding dongs all the time in the middle of the pitch. So he's smashing and smashing us. So he like proper smashes me. And uh we Billy comes running over and he goes, quite fucking smash him. I was like <laughs> I was like, right, Billy, like, calm down, like, it's fine. Uh, it was like, me, me and Harry will act him, like, we, we'll deal with him, mate, it's fine. Like, if he gets sent off, he gets sent off, don't worry about it. So, Scott Martin gets the ball, mate, turns, wee Billy, just clatters <laughs> in, mate. Like, two foots him, puts him up in the air, stands Did he up. Did the ball? Did he get the ball? No, nah, mate, referee, <laughs> red card, send him off. So... Jody Morris, who's obviously now assistant manager at Chelsea, was down watching the game. So he's down there watching Billy. So we're all thinking, oh, we'll put a show on here, try and get a move to Chelsea. As soon as Billy gets sent off, mate, I turn around and look to Jody Morris, mate. He's halfway across the car park, walking back to the water. Oh, so, oh no, man. See, see when you thought about, like, that's quite, a good, that's quite an interesting thing that you said there. So you knew this boy's doing to watch uh, Billy Gilmore get a move and you're thinking we want to help him get a move is that the mentality with a lot of players you want to see everybody do well or do you think how, how much jealousy do you think was in the game? Mate I think that's probably where I mean when I look back on it now I think I'd probably be a bit more selfish um, right. I don't I wouldn't be like not trying to help anyone because that's just the type of person I am I want to help everyone with anything but I think looking back on it now you know that I was I don't so think football, football would work if if everybody had a selfish mentality. Like it would shine through. Like if, if you're doing there to see a player like yourself and you're like, well, he's not getting the ball, he should be getting the ball. The guy, the coach, would maybe go, Why is he not getting the ball? Well, I, I never really felt like that with Billy. That way. Like, like you say, I just, like you're helping them. I, I just always felt like Billy <laughs> Billy was always his movement was that good, he was just always in a position where you couldn't not pass on the ball, you know what I mean? Aye, but, aye, and aye. me playing deeper, he always used to play in front of me. So whenever I get the ball, my first thought used to be like, Where's we Billy? Because I just knew that his first thought would not used to, I just used to love just you could wrap the ball in him at any pace and he'd just take it in half turn and he would play forward and he was his head was always on a split. See the way he's playing now with Chelsea, that's what he was doing with us when he was fifteen. Mate, but that's you don't that's like, not a word they alive. I remember watching 
it was a game early on the season. I can't remember who it was we were playing. Was it maybe Villa or something? He came on as a sub. And I remember thinking, oh, I was excited to see a young Scottish boy come on. And he yep. came on and like, he'd done all right. Like, he wasn't bad, he wasn't good. And I thought, oh, he's probably just going to get set on loan like everybody else in Chelsea. There's like, yeah. They've got like 400 players on loan. Ah, they've got a ridiculous uh, amount of players. But then the he came on, or sorry, he maybe started his game the next game or whatever, but he was absolutely unbelievable, man. Like, yep. The game against Liverpool was like, He's playing against Liverpool and he's uh-huh, watching he's putting the, whole the game. map there. Like, uh, he's the unreal. But I remember, so see when he, see when all the interest first started because he had Arsenal, he had Chelsea, uh, he like any team he wanted basically. And uh, Danny Wilson, who'd obviously moved to Liverpool as a, uh, as a young lad. Uh, I remember sitting in the hall with him too. And Billy had been down, he'd visited Chelsea, he'd visited Arsenal, he'd met Mika, Mika Tate, no, not. Aye, was Mika Arteta still there at the time? No, it was like Conte, he met Lampard, he met all these guys, he met, he met Ozil, he met Aaron Ramsey, you know, so he was like, wow, they were doing man. everything they could, you know what I mean, for this 15-year-old kid. And I remember sitting with Danny Wilson, and Danny Wilson turned out to Billy, and he said, you know what can happen if you go down there and you don't make it, you can always just come back up here like I did. And see that moment, I'm like, see that time, I would say 100%, he's, he'd done... Like Danny's right in what he said, but I would think now what I now see the academy offering for the kids and the academy players and the way everything's moving forward and Ross Wilson coming in and the gaffer being there, I just think mm-hmm. it's like night and day now. But I think back then that was that was the right thing for him. Like obviously it's paid off now, but we didn't know that at the time. But mm-hmm. comparing it now, obviously you've got guys like Leon King in our academy and Kai Kennedy and Nathan Parson who the top clubs in Europe also won right. and if I was in their situation now I would want to stay at Rangers because of all the stuff that's there and all the, how much the club has like, moved forward in, in such a short period of time and you want to be part of this project that, that the club's trying to build right? they've, they've, they've built like, <laughs> obviously for me like, I'm a, I'm a Celtic fan as we know right? but see like, watching how much Rangers have progressed and since Gerrard's come in specifically like, it's unbelievable man like, Madness mate uh, it's, it's different though. Hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? Like these uh, people, yeah. it's trying to convince these young players, especially when when these big, like globally known names, come and chap at the door. You're like, how do you stop them? And, and you can sit and talk, and go, well, what about this and what about that? You think, hopefully, there's people there and people close to them. Like we spoke to Scotty and stuff like that, and he was saying like, the only regret would be leaving this club and that club. You know, he said, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's it's hard to. Especially the way Scottish football is, it's not as on the map as it was 10, 15 years ago. Because if you were a youth player back then, when you see Rangers in the last 16 in the Champions League, Celtic yeah. really up there in the Champions League, I just find it hard, especially if I, if I was a, a youth player and stuff like that, and I was young, and these players come chatting at the door, and you're meeting Aaron Ramsey, who was, he still is quite a well known name, but at the time it was him and Wilshire, and the two of them were globally known names. Yeah. You'd want to go and play with them, wouldn't you? You'd be thinking, oh, I'd love to go down there. Well, well, that's the thing, mate. I mean, that's always... I mean, money's obviously a massive factor in it. But see, now, when we've just signed one of our Arsenal's best youth products, and when he first came down, like, <laughs> we brought out the manager. We brought out Jimmy yeah. Moore, and instantly, he's like, ah, like, that's his, that's, that's Billy, uh, that's Billy's made. Aaron Ramsey, and that's Billy's Jack Wilshire, and that's, uh-huh. that's Billy's Lampard and Conte, like, Defoe and Gerard when he met them, like, he said to me, he's like, ah, what am I going to do if the manager asks me a question? 
And I was like, Stephen Gerrard's not going to ask you a question, Malcolm. Don't worry about it. Mate, walked up to Stephen Gerrard and Stephen Gerrard's like, at him. So why do you want to leave Arsenal and come here then? And the boys are like, eh. <laughs> like that's, a pure, that's a massive, like, that's a huge question, really, isn't it? Like, I, d- I didn't know why. I, I didn't know he was going to do it. I wish I told him that he was going to... I, I was just, just expecting him to go, oh, welcome to the club, like, Aye. glad to have you here. But, but he just, like, got that, like, straight out of the bat. And I was like, get off a fair play, man. Like, But see, with that, it, it must have worked because Malcolm had to pick up quite a few clubs and and he chose us in the end up, which we're obviously delighted about. So, See, see the four, just, I know he's not, he's not actually signed by Rangers. He's still on loan. It's like a loan. loan. He's, he's, how much is it a day with the club? Is it is he massively kind of doing his best to help the club. Uh, I know this is yeah. nothing today we, we're actually maybe talking about, but actually still maybe talking about your youth career. Like, um, <laughs> we love a tangent, mate. Just, just, the... just, just when you said, like, he, he met the phone, he was like, wow. Like, mate, honestly, he did a, he did a striker's masterclass not long ago. We were talking about that. He was, aye, talking about that. Oh, aye, he was on the academy. I am not kidding when I say this, right? It was, I was actually sitting there like, this is the best thing that I've watched or listened to and ages just mate see just his level of detail to you like it was just like fright I've never heard anything like it in my life like, honestly it's still was on like, Twitter right? you can still go and watch it well I think it's like privately for the, it, maybe. Aye, I, I think it's like privately just for the academy kid and stuff but Rangers have obviously opened up all this online coaching stuff and all that so whether they put it on their platforms it's it's made to make, make people invest but I mean I would pay for it if if I'd right. not known what I just for that, well, I mean, was. Uh, just to I, think about it. If it was Stevie G's midfield masterclass, you, you would hundred percent do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, well mate, Gary McAllister was on last night. Like Gary McAllister, tell a lot of the young kids in our academy probably not that bothered. But I'm obviously in regular contact with the forty-two scouts that we now have, who are like a lot older than me, and I don't know much about Gary McAllister to be fair. Right. But all the scouts are phoning me like, ah, "How good was that with Gary McAllister last night?" I'm like, "Aye, brilliant, aye." Because <laughs> oh, no. he's a legend. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like he's a Scotland <laughs> legend for like Nadia, uh-huh. which is like that. That's the way it is. So yeah, but it's just uh, the four's just <laughs> different class, mate. Different class. Right, Max. If you could pick one memory or one very very good story for your youth days, what would aye. it be? One. Oh man. Is this just at Rangers we're talking about? I mean, just at Rangers, aye. Oh, mate. We'll come on to the next ones afterwards. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say probably Hong Kong. Um, that was my, my last sort of Wait, final we 18 at the time. So we can drink in I, Hong Kong. I actually turned 18 when I was out there. Oh, uh, wow. So... <laughs> I mean, for that, when, when, you bring it, when you bring three, four boys that know they're leaving the club, and that's the last thing. So you knew? Up. You knew at that point you were leaving? Aye. Yeah. Oh, right, I, right. I, I, ca- I captained the team that was out there, which is even weirder, right? But, um, well, come on, are you leaving just after this? Well, basically, it ended up being that we went out and had a cut of drinks or whatever, and she's sitting and... There was like a Masters tournament on over there at the same time. So we're sitting oh, with David nice. James, Emil Heskey, all these guys, and David James. I mean, I'm sitting, I'm sitting right, and David James is talking about <laughs> when Ronaldo scored the free kick into him. And I'm just sitting there like, this is like, and uh, Andy Townsend was there, the commentator. Fat wow, Ronaldo, well, he didn't show up in the night out. I wasn't like bathing with Fat Ronaldo, but Fat Ronaldo walked past oh, the tournament, I guess, at the tournament. Fat Ronaldo, so, mate, that's what his name is. Fat Ronaldo, man. Well, um, OG. 
Amen. Amen. But that's probably the only time in my life I've been starstruck, to be fair. And we were just about to play a game. We were just about to go out and play Cagliari from Italy. And, and I remember I was being outside. I always used to like give myself like, just two minutes outside the changing room before eventually going out just to probably calm myself down before we started. But we, uh, I was just standing outside the changing room. And the next minute, mate, like a flock of people were walking up towards me, like a mass amount of people. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, what's going on there, mate? So I didn't have my phone or anything, obviously, because I was just about to go out and play a game. Mate, our mind just walked oh, no past me. And all that way, but I was like, I just froze me. I just got like that. I like, couldn't even see it until me. I was just like, but that's well, like he's, the he's to watch a game. Mate, I, I think he was meant to do something. Like, right. he was meant to, like, some sort of promo or something. Mate, he was meant to present something or something like that. But, mate, uh, see, because he was that, he was getting that crowded out when he was there, I don't even think he got the chance to do it, anything. So, he just like he just came for a bit and then he went up, up the road. That was sort of it, you know. So um, that was that was our best memory. That's, that's a pretty decent one to be fair. It was. <laughs> I mean, mate, seen our nine in Hong Kong. Well, that, uh, I mean, luckily because I've played football on four different continents and a massive part of that's down at Angels, you know, playing as oh, Hong Kong, all these different places. It was, you know, it's memories that we, we who some of them have ended up being my best mates, and it's, it's amazing. So you're just talking about the, uh, the Youth Cup final. So I know you said obviously the first the first year when you were, you played the last four games and you were doing really well and obviously Mbappe came in and ruined the show. So yep. you had did you have another Youth Cup final afterwards? Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, I think I played in was it two more? There might have been right. one more. Were they, were they all against Celtic? Yeah, but I'm not got I'm not got a great record against Celtic in finals to be fair, mate. So um, so we just just bypass that then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's learning. It's oh, learning. Well, who, 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 who was some of the players? Hamden, then. Hamden, then. Hamden. You played at Hamden. Well, mate. So see, we we used to play in the Glasgow Cup before that was uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. before it got made closed door. So the one at Fur Hill was obviously the one that's quite renowned for it being a madness and was sort of instigated uh, everything. Really bad press in, in recent years, eh? Yep. And then played at Parkhead the year after. There was ten thousand at that. Uh, wow. And then played in the next one at Hamden after that. It was it was closed door. But Hamden's massive, mate. It's huge. It's uh, a big, big, big pitch as well. Like not even just the pitch. stadium, the pitch is absolutely huge, eh? It's massive, mate. Massive. Yeah. See, okay. see Tory Glen, is that not a replica of Hamden? How big it is? Am I a liar? Yeah, I think it is now. I don't think it was a couple of years ago, but I think it might be now. I've not played it Tory Glen for I hate playing seven. I've played sevens at it a couple of times. Here's a fun fact. Too big man. I played the, oh. the first first ever game at Tory Glen when it first opened. No, you didn't. Wow. I did, mate. That's unreal. That's a good thing. That is a great, that is a we, great fact. Who's that for? Arsenal Boys Club. We played. Um, oh. We played a team from. I want to say we played Ireland, like some sort of. No, shut up, you. It was a county in Ireland, right? We played some sort of county in Ireland. And uh, the manager at the time, David Cartwright, uh, legend. But So we, Arsenal Boys, I want to say I was maybe like 15 or something. But we played the full pitch at Tory Glen, full-size pitch, right? <sighs> Blown at my arse. And uh, I remember walking up, like when you walk in the front doors and then you walk downstairs to the changing room, there's a wee reception area on your left-hand side. I remember yeah. walking up, Kenny Dalgleish, Standing there, and I was like, "Oh wow, what the?" F-? So he he was doing the like, like BBC News sort of like article thing, like uh-huh. opening the stadium opening. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I remember thinking the whole game. All I could think about was Kenny Delucci's watching Same this game. 
like I shit myself. <laughs> Silly boy. I know. We uh, we are. We played a Scottish Cup game. That was probably a big moment as well. We actually won the Scottish Cup in there. We were like my Paisley District team. That was like Premier 7 team. But, but that was my earliest memory. Tory Glenn, I think I had a new log opened after that as well. But Tory Glenn's... Uh... No at Hong Kong. That's, that's probably... Let's draw a line under that, <laughs> man. Do, Hong do you know Kong is far superior. Do you know the thing about Hong Kong was, right? Like, it was a seven-a-side tournament, right? So, right. see... See your first game, so there was no offsides. It was seven aside, <laughs> and mate, it was like you, your feet. See, after about ten minutes, because it was that warm and humid, mate, your feet were actually burning. Mm-hmm. So the, the first team that we played was Hong Kong Soccer Seven Select. So that was like all the best players for Hong Kong. I'm talking uh-huh. like first team players playing in this game, but they'd like they'd like trained for this. We'd never played seven aside in our life, right? So the first game we lined up, mate. I'm not ready for it. Well, yeah, these, like, what formation do you have? Do you have a formation? I think we played a three. If I remember right, I think we played a three-two-one. So I was like sort of left side centre mid. Um, we had three at the back almost, and then just one up front. But mate, what oh, Hong Kong done was the game started. They get kick off. The goalie, right? Not mate. All their players, so like three of their players, just went and stood. Like on our goal line almost, <laughs> and the goalie, mate, the goalie just came to the halfway line with the ball. So we all like that. I t- I'm turning around to Mutz, mate, and I'm always like, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> and, and then as soon as like we won the ball back, it was just like it was like a game of basketball, mate. As soon as you won the ball back, it was like back forth. But that's about sevens, isn't it? Sevens is a. It is, mate. It is. But this was like as hard as fives. But this was like there's nothing you would ever. And then the thing I see if it was a draw. And you went to extra time. It went to four v four, so you then had to make a decision what? whether you wanted to play who, out to play in goal. Who's sitting down and going right? What we're going to do? We're going to host a yeah. tournament. Honestly, seven v seven, the offsides. Um, <laughs> and if it goes to extra time, let's just take what we take three players off just for a buzz. Just, just. Well, you said try what that numbers out there, weren't you? I was when I was looking up there. I was going <laughs> seven. <laughs> Wait, you want to know what the, you want to know what the funny thing is, right? So we had to make a decision where we either gambled and we gambled. kept the goal. Did you get, get a, a lucky ball? And there was a big wheel. <laughs> and, uh, there was a free goal bonus, minus two goal bonus, a uh, bonus player. Uh, <laughs> Wait, see, a hey, well, that, that 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 would have suited me just for going to county and end up gambling all the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we had to make a decision whether we wanted. A goalie to playing goals, or we wanted an outfield player to playing goals because we knew that we were going to have like the ball. So, because oh, essentially yeah. it was just like it was just Push. a matchup, mate. It was just like a game of copy, basically. That's what it was like. <laughs> but mate, so so we ended up we we had a trialist that came from Arsenal to play with us. He was a centre half called Christopher D- D- Garcia or something, mate. We put him in goal, and this Chinese team get a chance, right? The boy cuts the ball back, mate. He's about two yards out. And he smashes it, and I swear, mate, this boy Christopher just goes like that, dives, tips it over the bar, mate, and we were like that. Like, it was going, <laughs> mate, it was going same to golden goal as well. So if they scored that, we were out. Oh, it was right. goal. So, wow. Remember man. Golden Goal? That was a pure mate, old school. That was a legendary rule, man. I, I miss Golden Goal. Honestly. Very exciting football, man. There's, there's it did. Much of this. It, we were absolutely shaking ourselves in the sideline, mate. I think we were going to get put out, you know. So, Can you uh, imagine? You must, have, you must have felt some wrath if you got beat off a... Hong Kong super something no, Collin. No, no, probably the favourites. That'd be the favourites of the tournament. They've trained for it. Well, it ended up mate Leicester went on to win it, and they, they were the one that put us out in the semis. We were, mate, we were beating them one 0 Actually scored, 
they were real beating them 1 0 up until there was like five minutes to go and they just scored three rapid goals. But they had like Harvey Barnes played, Hamza Childry, Childry played with a big, uh, with a big afro. Uh, big names. I bet he wasn't as big back then, but mate, he was. Was <laughs> <laughs> I? He was. Trust me, mate. He was. This is. This sounds like Kaku when he was eleven, eh? Oh, mate, honestly, but like they were just like team full right. of monsters. So, Max. Aye. So, obviously, Hong Kong was your last ever time playing the Rangers jersey. Is that right? Yep. Right. So, how did how did the whole thing come about? Right. So, you moved to Ross County, but why did, why was it you left Rangers? Um, if you can talk about it, ah, if no, then. Really, no, really no, I can't. Yeah. I can. It's uh, you know, I'm a. I got offered. I got. I was with. I was with the first team quite regular this time, uh, and I got offered something about February. But I think for me, because I was involved with the first team so much at the time, I just really wanted to. I was 17 turning 18. I wanted first team football. Whether I was, I was captain reserves at the time. At the time, Graham Murray, me and Mutz had a. Pardon me. A brilliant relationship, um, and you know, as soon as Mutz came in, he like just took a liking to me straight away. Like we bounced off each other, and uh, you know, I I've always said it that I feel as if I had more time with Mutz, my career might have been different in Rangers. But that's oh, just really? like, my well, opinion, obviously. But he was running the first team at some point, wasn't he? He was, aye. Um, but yeah. see, see, that's, a, that's the thing. Like so, um, but. When it came to it, I just felt like I really wanted an opportunity to play first-team football. Um, and it's with all due respect to Rangers, I just felt like I, I wasn't really going to get that at that time. Um, and when it came to it, by the end of the season, to, in fairness to Craig and the rest of the guys, like they said to me that they knew that I wanted first-team football, that Ross County wanted me to go up there. Jim McIntyre, who was the manager at the time, was like really liked me. And uh, they seen that as a better opportunity for me. To go and to go and try and pursue a career like early doors rather than waiting whatever because I knew that they seen like a couple of boys that were maybe two three years younger to have better potential than I did. Which is absolutely that that's football, mate. That's youth football. That's what youth football Aye. is. But one thing that I've never done in my career, mate, or my life is ever leave anywhere in bad terms. Like you, you look people in the eye, and you oh, shake no. my hand, you say hundred percent, mate. Aye, and and you know, and I, I think don't 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 shake harm. people's hands these days, kids. Because <laughs> exactly. elbow bumps, mate. That's, that's the one. <laughs> exactly. But Maxie, you're you're hundred percent spot on there, mate. Because you never know when it's going to come back. And like you say, like we'll touch on it later on. But you've obviously been back and. You're now working with Rangers again, do you know what I mean? So that just shows you that... We've, we've, we've touched on it a loads. Like Aye, but you know what I mean? We're going to go back and talk about it more, but it just shows you that you've, um, no, you've no went back and you've no left in bad terms because if you did, then you wouldn't be there. Well, well they said it to me when I actually left, mate. They said that they wanted me to do something in a sort of coaching role and at that time because I was still playing football, football wasn't he? I wasn't really too keen on it, you know, but it was something that they always had in mind and I still spoke to Mertz regularly and when he came up to Ross County the year after obviously seen him because uh, he was obviously taking the team and you know I spoke to him for 15-20 for minutes just and he was just saying about how he was still keen to, to get me back at some point and I think I was actually injured at the time so I was like probably saying to him that I was wanting to more than ever at that certain point so um, but you know it's just a primary so, example to see just when, when it comes to obviously like, speaking to Ross County I don't know how contract negotiations work at XYZ I don't know if you can even speak about it but do, can you get something in there that's saying that you want to play so many first-team games? 
or so many yeah. starts or so many subs appearances well, just so that you're getting that experience that you wanted when you were going there? Or? Here's probably where it was quite hard because the reserves had actually won the 20s league the year before that. Uh, before I went up, so the reserve team was actually really, really strong. Really good. Uh-huh. Uh, so I basically get told by Jim McIntyre that if I went up there and hit the ground running, that I would have a real chance of, of pushing on. Pushing uh, on. Uh-huh. So and to be fair, I went up there and I did hit the ground running. I did really, really well. You scored a screaming with your right foot. Oh, I was, uh-huh. I was towards uh-huh. the end. That's just that's <laughs> just when I was like bamming folk up towards the end. To be fair. So, uh, <laughs> But Jim McIntyre took a took a liking to me, and he, I trained with the first team on like quite a lot of occasions. And then two league games in, he, he got the sack. So oh, brutal, um, absolutely brutal, sort of man. Wait, how, how many how many times do you think that happens in a player's career where a manager brings them in and they're they're very much part of their plans? I'm not saying you were part of Jimmy Mack's plans, like. Oh, well, it sounds like to, he was though. No, but I'm saying to that level, like, but you talk about somebody like maybe like uh, maybe an Arsenal, so. Unai Emery brings in whoever, and then Mikel Arteta comes in, and he's no part of your plans. Like that must happen quite a lot. Eh? Aye, aye. Well, that's another thing that you need to do in football, mate. You know, but I mean, for me, Owen Coyle obviously came in, and that's right, aye, aye. I mean, I remember looking at Owen Coyle, and I was, and he came in his first day, mate, and he's he's saying, I gave Jack Walsh his debut at sixteen, and like um. Uh, if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. Ah, I, was, for I, the was, talent. I was sitting there and I was like, I'm going to play, mate. This is it. Like this is my career. Like it's uh-huh. starting. And mm-hmm. and then I think by the end of the transfer window, we had 35 first team players before any other <laughs> youth. And I'm looking around the changing room, mate. And it's Chris Eagles, it's David and Gog, it's guys who played in the Premier League who uh-huh. like, who were past it. You know what I mean? Like. Chris Eagles is one of the best like guys I've probably ever met in football in terms of like off the pitch, really? but on the pitch, mate, just an absolute wanky guy, mate. Like major duty, like Aye. one of the worst. I, I, of... I, I hate the whole. I love you. Give you for go. Give you for go. And then, wait, wait, sorry, there's no press about you signing thirty-five players. But like, come on, mate, well, that's... He, here's an example for you, Kenny. I think I've told Gavis right. So it was January, and. I knew by this time I wasn't going to play. Like, I just knew. So, I thought for me, it's now about just getting first team games somewhere else. So, I made the inquiry to go and go. Danny Lennon, was at Clyde at the time, had said to the club that he wanted me to, to go to Clyde. So, I was thinking, like, that's perfect. Like, play with the reserves on a Tuesday, stay down the road, train with Clyde on a Thursday, play on a Saturday, back up, have a weekend with my mates and come back up the road on a Sunday and then just do the same again. So, it was perfect, like, perfect scenario. So, I was like, so Stuart Kettlewell, who's obviously the manager now, brought me in and he said, Gaffer's going to talk to you this afternoon about, about going out on loan because Danny Lennon spoke to him. I was like, oh, brilliant. Like, that's so good. I, I'm buzzing off that. I think we're playing League 2 at the time, whatever it was. So, uh, so I trained with the first team in the morning and then I was like, I was just going to do extra in the end of the hall in the afternoon, but I was like, just training with the reserves just to get a bit extra. So I hadn't like my boots on that. So I'm walking by the office and uh, I hear Maxie. So I'm like, so I like turn around, go into his office, saw the coach, he's not sitting there. And he goes, uh, How you doing, son? I'm like, I'm good, gaffer, thanks. And then uh, he says, Do you drive? And I went, Aye. So I'm thinking, because he's going to go down to the nine. Do you want me to pick somebody up? Oh, I remember, sorry. So he says, uh, All right. He turns around to everyone in the office and he goes, Right, what you all want? 
So I'm I'm sitting there writing my boots and all that on, and I look at Kets. Kets is sitting in the corner, and Kets is just like that, like just shaking his head. And then so everyone's like, "No, we're fine, we're fine, Gaffer, we're alright." Turns back around to me, goes like that, with a ten on his hand. He goes, "There's a ten. I'll go and get me two bacon rolls and two iron brews." And I was like, "Ah, oh my dick, And I went, "What?" And he went, "Go and get me two bacon rolls and two iron brews." And I was like, "I'm training ten minutes." And he went, "I don't care, Kets knows you're going to be late." And I was like, see, for that moment on, mate, I was like... Your head's gone. You're, you're, you're not interested, are you? I, I phoned my dad. I phoned my agent straight away and I told him what he'd done and all that. Pff, you need to get out of there. Like, Aye. It was just like... The, so, the see, see, before we move on to, to where you went afterwards for Ross County, like, obviously you've kind of touched on some of the stories in Ross County, uh, down in, oh, sorry, up in Dingwall, but you couldn't really do much apart from Gamble. But was there any... Was there any sort of nightlife or any sort of pubs? Or were you literally just in your room 24-7 or in the bookies? And that was no, it? you were, mate, but it was a... Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I love all the boys up there. Like, I still talk to nearly Aye. all of them that I played with. Like, Aye, all... It's not their fault. That this no, it's not. It's, not. it's just... Aye, 100%. Uh, how, how, oh, I can't get rid of this. These things like this just pure grind my gears, man. See no. people treating people like a piece of shit. I just grind. It just people who think they're Billy Big Times, mate. That's people, that's. I will. I I treat well, people the way you want to be treated. That's my. You don't get anywhere in your career trying. Nevertheless, how was the nightlife? <laughs> so seeing Dingwall, I had like a brand new three bedroom house in the middle of Dingwall, like unbelievable, like went so well looked after. Is like, that because you were loaded, or is that because they gave it to you? <laughs> I, I just, a bit of both, yeah. mate, I think. Mate, that's what I'm saying. See, see, see outside the Rangers and Celtic, Ross County are one of the best funded clubs in the league. Oh, yeah. 100%. Really? 100%. Funded by, I don't know if you can mention who, but just because just just you're saying they're funded, I'm, I'm thinking. No, the, the chairman's like a multi, multi-millionaire, but he's like, right. he was like born in Dingwall, like, just oh, so he pulls his heart into it, kind of thing. Uh, yeah. uh, he's a diehard fan. Call Roy McGregor. He owns that global energy company, which is like massive, obviously. So, Who, who's the club that that cut other youth? Is that is that Ross County? Is it Ross County that cut other youth? Yeah. And and don't have any youth at all. That's I had what I say about Gav standing there. It's just it's rude to put people under the bus, isn't it? <laughs> he's sniffing his own feet. He loves the smell of his own feet. <laughs> But is it, is it Ross County that cut all their youth? You just say it, sorry. It's Ross County. Oh. Yep, that is. So, see how the way like, everybody's going to the, like, the papers and saying, oh, that's horrible, they're doing that, and they're going to lose it and this, that, and the next thing. Is it just is it just a money-saving way of doing it? Because the boy for Dingwall wants to keep money for the first team? Or would you know? Why, would you even, why am I even asking you this? I think <laughs> it's just like, I think with the whole pandemic and stuff, it's just like... A lot Something of has to go, and that's what has to go, and that's yeah, it. The, the, Back and right. I think, I think, not even just football teams, Max. I think that like the majority of companies are trying to preserve their money. Like, like they've, they've got a pot there; they've, they've got the money there. But you think, are we are we going to pay these players to sit and do nothing new, or are we going to play? Uh, are we going to save the money, and then when it comes to we're, we're able to spend it, are we going to have that money pot there? I think that's what it is. You know what nah. I mean? It's it's my, it, was a, it was a silly question. I've had too much no, red wine. Mate, I look at my mum. My mum was with British Airways. My mum's worked at British Airways for over 25 years and she's like just about to get made redundant. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no way. Like, God, man, that's yeah, shit, what, sorry. What, what, you know, but it's like what they're doing with, with their staff just now. It's like, 
It's just ridiculous. I'm pretty sure we start from working with the NHS, and they're not doing a lot of stuff in there. No idea, mate. Honestly, I just know there was there was people there was there was there was air there was air air stewardess sorry was air flight teams <laughs> uh, working in the cafes across the road for the the, the big hospital with Queen Elizabeth. Nevertheless, I mean, it's um, Doctor CV. Hey, your mum, Taylor. Yeah, told. Um, I like BA. I flew with BA twice, and it was the first flight I took when I was going travelling, and surely it's were class because everybody was on laptops when we got on the plane. And me and my mate were the only two idiots with t-shirts pure like, Any um, vodka? Aye, aye, aye. And they were pure nice days. They were pure class. And then uh, one other time, they were really cool. So <laughs> if my mum was on that flight, legend that she is. So moving good. to Ross County, <laughs> let's get back to you. This is a ridiculous... No, no, move, move, aye, moving away from Ross County. So obviously your time came to an end. But what... what Sorry, like, my bad. So the time comes to an end there. Obviously, you then went on to a few clubs. Um, what's still in Albion, the Stranra. Um, but at what point did you do? You start doing your PT sort of course and stuff like that. Well, mate, that's the thing. Like, so I came away from Ross County. I went in Malta. Uh, in Malta, I just like madness, mate. Like being in a changing room with guys that didn't speak English. You were training, so you were training at six o'clock in the morning before the sun came up, and you were going back and training at night when the sun oh, went down. It was too warm. Aye, so you were sitting like during the day, mate, just doing, couldn't even let a lie in the sun. I was just sitting doing nothing, mate. Like You were on Bet365, on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, like, uh, how how did you come about Malta? Like, how does that happen? Is that just because you were a really good agent? Oh. Family out there. Um, you got family, did you say? Yep. Family. Oh, right, okay. So they sought me out and I went out there and didn't last long, right enough, but. It was just like, I just found it so tough, mate. I, I think I actually, I just wanted a year point football at home, to be honest, that was kind of what I wanted. Um, and that's part of the reason why I signed with Stranraer. Yeah, but I was fine, mate. I was signed with Stranraer, training 10 minutes away from my house. I actually, I got a job in Cushion, believe it or not. Wait, uh, wait a minute. Stranraer were kept training 10 minutes from your house? Yeah. So I used to train at Renfrew, mate. So, Stranara like miles and miles away. So that mate, that was the thing. You're well looked after Stranara as well. So you used to train at Renfrew, which was obviously so ideal for aye, me. Aye, aye. The and then we would get in a bus at uh, Costa and Darnley. Right. <laughs> so random, man. <laughs> yeah. And it would, it would right, take guys, guys, can you meet us at the? Where can we meet? Can hey, we Argos and Darnley. An idea. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a co-op. Uh, no, no, no. But see, the thing is. I think that's called a smart club because if there's any aye, talent, aye, 100%, see, if aye. See, if, see if you're a talent, you're looking for a talent pool. Glasgow, Edinburgh, big populated areas, right? Go down there, get the talent, get them playing, and send them up on a Saturday. That's, that's so smart. Such a smart way of working. It's a really uh, community run club. You know, it's uh, everyone that, that's involved with it is so passionate about the club, mate. It was just like, it was just quite. Sad the way that that's so, what I mean. I was playing up front for most of the time I was there, which was really? so you went for left, no, sorry, center half to center mid, couple of shifts at left, left mid. back, left mid, center defensive mid, and then right. up, up front. It's because you're a height, mate. That's what it is. No, mate, I just remember, right? See, the first game I started was against Clyde in the cup, and the ball was getting hoofed. So this, up. Is, this is first, this is first team. This this is like the first, first team. team. So I like my first game. So I'd played like a cut against preseason, done really well. I'd scored, like set a couple of goals up, and uh, and then for some reason, mate, the first competitive game, 
Ashmore up front, right? Cool. But I remember the gaffer, I actually met the gaffer in the Costa like at Darnley before, right? So it's quite a good, quite a good spot, right? But we I need to go there. I'll make you day because that's where that's where my dreams are ruined in there. But yeah. Oh no, no, I don't. Well, I go there now. I've actually been there, mate. My dash stays like two seconds away from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, he sat there and he said, uh, "Going to start the day." Uh, really looking forward to seeing your performance and I was like mate, brilliant and he went I'm going to start you up front I don't know if you played that one before and I was like never in my life gaffer <laughs> so, mate yeah, about, yeah, about 10 minutes in 15 minutes in I remember the ball was just getting hoofed up to me I was trying to pin two meat heads at centre half couldn't he like win a, mate, couldn't he uh, win a header against nobody like never mind two absolute guys that were built just to win headers and I remember just thinking after 15 minutes, what am I doing, man? Like, honestly, like, I was like, what is this? And uh, I get hooked at half time, as you can imagine. So, see, see when you're saying that, though, like, sorry, Kevin, I, 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 I wonder what managers think of that, that sort of point, right? So, you, you've you played pretty decent level your whole career, right? Like, whole, whole youth career anyway. Um, and then, at what point, you've never played up front in your life, Never played striker, so at what point does a manager say, Do you know, I'm going to put him up front? Because see, when you watch all your videos or your highlights, and that's not even saying people like uh, clubs who have got scouts and stuff like that, they know that you, you have the ball at your feet. So why would they then think you're a target man? He's got a good left foot, Gav. You need to get the ball at his feet, curse. though. Kenny, that, that's why. So it's a curse, mate. It, it's, it's just no, but that's what I'm saying. You need, you need to get the ball at your feet. But see, whenever we did shooting, right, because albeit, like, there was a few good players there, don't get me wrong, right, so if we ever used to do shooting training, mate, because I was a technically gifted footballer, I was like, every second shot I was hitting was going in. So they're probably looking at that and thinking, oh, I right, you should do that at game level. Right, no, you're probably right, mate, to be honest. Any time I get the ball in the box, mate, I'm like, absolute a panicking Skywalker man like couldn't think it any worse <laughs> panicking Skywalker <laughs> I bet that that is a pure term amongst the big players that is definitely a term that's currently used all over the was, world I think it was Nico Cranshaw that said it first time <laughs> no 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 that, that has been used since Star Wars came out panicking so, Skywalker so obviously after Sunna is that, that when you moved on to Stirling Stirling Albion Stirling Albion mate yep um, but I went there, so it was quite weird because I, I kind of knew that I wasn't really going to play it sooner. And uh, Kevin Rukovic recently left Annan and went there as player manager. Mm. Uh, so he just uh, told me to come in and train. And, mate, I'm not joking when I say this. I honestly, it's probably the best training session I've ever had in my life. Like, I bet everyone that was training that night must have thought... <laughs> How is this guy no like playing at like the top level? Like, after? Yeah, I was going to say I've heard that story before. I don't know if it was you or somebody else, but we still know about your nutcase, but a madman, mate. So Who? last session, the, the manager, manager player manager, Jukovic, mate, he was a player manager. So obviously he used to like train, right? Like, uh-huh. But take the session at the same time, right? So, <laughs> mate, I remember the ball get clipped up to the back post, right? And I've like went like that to try and like just clear it, mate. I swear he just got like that big elbow, mate, right. <laughs> I remember how I was like, ah, I like turned around and he was like, he's like, yes. <laughs> what is this guy doing? Like, did, you did, did you go, excuse me? <laughs> like, yeah. definitely should be conducting yourself like that. <laughs> like, You're meant to be the you? manager of this football aye, company. Like, but, but, I mean, that's the thing, right? I, like, Gareth obviously he touched on it earlier, but like, see, for me, try to make a career in League Two, League One, in the Championship. 
for me personally, uh, you probably ask anyone else in the degree with this, it's harder than trying to make a career in the Premiership. So the, it's a different game, mate. Like so, so in what in, in what tense? Like you're you're playing in, in with less of players. You're playing. You get more time. More time in the ball, mate. I would imagine. Like mate, see, see, I when remember gung ho. Like you don't get any. Like it's literally like as soon as the, the middle of the park is just overlooked. Day. It's just boom, boom. Well, that's what happens. Big lobs. Big see, lobs. See anything you want to It's you need to play our second balls. And for me, team level all my life, I was never. I never knew how to pick up second balls. I was just like uh, on my feet and I'll go and hit a die, I go and make a pass or so for uh, me, yeah, that's why Livingston have done so well because see Keegan Jacobs, he is the best at mate, see if you watch Livingston, they've just got a team full of guys who pick up second balls, mate. mate they're, 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 they're absolute like warriors, aren't they? Because see see both games, Celtic have played them twice at um the Tony Macaroni Arena. I pure hate saying that. It's a great knowledge, game. Gav. Couldn't um, remember it for the life of me. I'd have said away. That's how I'd have left that conversation. Both games this season, Celtic have played away, right? Um, oh, say Tony Macaroni. Tony Macaroni <laughs> Arena. Oh, the Tony um, first game, First game, we get absolutely demolished. Lyndon Dykes, like, just tore apart Christopher Julian. In the second game, it was a close close contest. And we won it. Uh, sorry, we drew in the very, very last minute of the game. And I think that's because, see when teams go in your face, see when you're used to having all the ball, like Celtic and Rangers, and it comes to Park Heat, they're just looking to sit back, get an opportunity to counter-attack. Whereas when they come to your home ground, somebody like Livingston getting in your face, and the, a team's only used to that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's something to be said for, for that style of play. 100%. Well, mate, that's... I feel like aye, there's something to be said for it. And they're doing really well with it. So oh, 100%. How, it, it, trying to change it would take decades. Or, They've not got the players to change it, mate. Overhaul. That's the thing. Uh, they've right. not so got the, the, the same calibre of players. It's not the players. It's the, it's the money. It's the money no. to get the players in. Or the Aye, coach, that's what I'm saying. It's not... It's, 20 years. Aye. But at the end of the day, they've not, they've not got the same players, the same quality of players that Celtic Rangers have got because of the money, as you said. So they need to carry a lot, play figure out a way to, to, figure, to figure out how to play against these teams and they've done really well. Do you know what I mean? That's what you look at is how to make it a level playing field when you play against these teams. So, yeah. see, playing a team like that, mate, there's nothing better though. See, when you just know that every single person in your team is going to run like. I walk. Like, uh, like, uh, and you've got that team spirit. Like, I know if you're speaking to boys or whatever, that the, the team morale and that, like, everyone is like best of mates. Like, you're just going in every day, mate. It, it'd honestly just be like going in and playing football with your best mates every day, like uh, that. There's, there's Everybody works for each other. Right. And then when you're on the pitch of the weekend, you know that every single player is going to battle and fight for you. And then if you have an argument on the pitch, you know it's just an argument on the pitch and that's just like the way it is. Like There's no grudges. It's just like, right. that's, that's teams. That oh, there's pure work. passion running through my veins talking about that. That's what you like to hear. That's what you want. That, that is a dream situation. Yeah, isn't it? Regardless, it, regardless of it being, oh, it's anti-football and, oh, that's not what you want to see. Ash. These teams being it. No, no, definitely not. See if they want to work right. hard, push, and do everything they can do to work to their streams. Fair play to them. You want to know what my biggest example of it is? Is I watched it the other day in Wales at the Euros when they got to the semis. Oh, oh so I tell you every I day is unbelievable. Or Rangers gone to Man City at the Euro finals. That's what it is, mate. I That's... failed my driving test that day, and that was the second worst thing. <laughs> that <day. laughs> in fact, for me, it's for me, it's the worst. Definitely, it was the worst thing. Me right. failed my driving test, but so. Moving on for the sort of football career, so you, you kind of took a bit of a break and you've done your PT course. Yeah. Um, 
the best thing happened to you, you moved to the village where you met me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Did you so, work in the village hotel? Yeah, mate, I did. Yep. Aye. Oh, well, 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 I wasn't there. I didn't know Max used to do that. You'd, you'd just left, Kenny. You hadn't had the long left, I don't think. Or maybe, Max. maybe quite a few this months. This is actually like, an actual surprise to me. Gavin, if you told me this, this is pure new to me. I did tell you, mate, but you obviously weren't listening. Because me and oh, Gavin used to sit in the office for nine hours of the shift. And just <laughs> mate, my so, bosses might still be listening. Remember, I still work there. Uh, <laughs> so you brought in as a PT or you brought in as a sales assistant? <laughs> no, he's a PT. I don't know, I still don't know what I was brought in for. <laughs> no, but anyway, all, all jokes aside, Maxie, so you, you, you done no, pretty no, well as, no, no. as a PT, though. I did, mate, and it was something that, that probably actually quite grounded me in a different sense because I got a taste of... Hard, like, proper wind, work, if you know what I mean. After waking up at four in the morning to go and start right. the shift was, like... You stayed far away. If you get up at four in the morning, Jesus. Oh, yeah, but I used to, that's the thing, I used to like to wake myself up before I went in, so I was like fresh for good. Like, I wouldn't, I couldn't think of anything worse, Kenny, than like turning up and being like tired and no ready for actually. Because the first thing you do when you're on the early shift is you do the burn class in the morning. So, right, that's right. Oh, when, that wasn't a thing when I was there. So, <laughs> it's all changed, you, done, you, you go, you get robbed. Max <laughs> actually worked. But, but no, Gav, there wasn't a burn class when I was there. Nevertheless, let's talk about you, Max. Sorry. Let's... Well, the thing is, mate, that like, I, I mean, Gav will tell you, I used to like, I used to do the Elisha sometimes and literally PT up until like, gym shut at night. Um, Honestly, Kenny, like countless times. So I would, I would obviously for my shifts, so I would, I'd maybe be like a sales shift. So I would maybe a, either a 10, half six or a 12 to a half eight was my, uh-huh. tend to be my shifts. So uh-huh. sometimes I'd be a 12 to a half eight. And I came in and see Max, who we talk about here, say, look at the time you were in, he's like, I was on the L shift. He's maybe taken three PT sessions, done his classes, done this and that. I've seen you heading home, and he's like, no, no, I've got a couple of clients at night. But you know what, mate, when you're a PT, you've got a client at two, no, four, know, eight, and then uh, four nine, times. Do you know what I mean? So he was there from, in fair play to you, because you were, done, you, were there, you were there from... Years. Half five in the morning to, to ten o'clock at night sometimes. You know what I mean? And been up since four. Yeah. That, that's the thing, mate. Like I was like that's probably goes back to my point in saying that why I don't regret not trying to help people growing up because see in that time like I just wanted to help me. It wasn't even for me because you like the pay wasn't that great, obviously. So I it wasn't even nah. for me. It was just to like help other people and benefit other people. I wasn't doing that for myself. I just wanted, if people asked me and said this is the time I can do it, but like, that's fine, that's the time I can do it, I'll do it. It didn't matter if I had a PT at no. 4 o'clock and then they said to me 10 o'clock, I would still go and I was still just willing to help them, you know, and uh, and I think that's a massive part of PT, especially early doors, and I probably think if I continued it, I would end up going freelance at some point, but there was a couple of times when I was PT and, and it's no disrespect to people I was training, but I just said like, I could still hold a conversation, I could talk to a wall honestly, but I was like, <laughs> I just like, I had nothing in common with them, I know, yeah, like, I know. they weren't sticking to what I was telling them to do away from it, my, I know for a fact that my knowledge wasn't as good as like some of the other PTs that were in the building, 100%, I knew that for the first day I went in, but I just knew that if I tried to help them and showed that I cared as much as they wanted to get fit, that I would get clients, so... And I did, I think I had 12 or something by the time I finished. Um, and you'd, you'd only been in, bear in mind, you'd only been in for maybe a maximum of six months, eh? Well, that was the thing. I mean, towards the time when I left, Paul said to me, you should really consider what you're doing because there's obviously the TL thing that Jane ended up getting was coming Aye. up. 
and Paul said that you would do an interview through it would pretty much give you it. And I, in that time, I was like, well, I'd got offered to play with America by that time already, and I already did my heart. Well, that, that, that was a mixed subject, so very good lead on, Max. Well done, mate. So, no, well, we've, we've missed a bit because how did you playing in America come about? So, I'd actually met, there's a guy that my mum knows uh, from like kind of school days called Craig McGill, who's lived out there, he lives in San Diego. Uh, you know, brilliant guy, but he, he'd he asked me the last two years previous to go out there and play, and I was just never really up for it, because I was still playing full-time football, and, and every time he explained it to me, I was like, that just didn't sound really like it was for me. And then he phoned me, um, can I remember when he phoned me actually? But he basically phoned me, and I spoke to him on the phone for about an hour um, and he made me an offer that that was just like he just said just come out and try it see what you think and I thought see at that time I was like you know what fuck it I'll do it so okay. and this is where me and Kevin because me and Kevin Bukovic he's probably the only person I've left with in bad terms and right. this is the reason why because I played a game in fact I played we well, playing against Albion Rovers it was my first game I'd started and this is for still in Albion. This is for still in Albion, right? So this was about a month before I left, right? So it's my start of my first game, it was like, I'm so excited for you playing today. I can't wait to get see you get on the ball and do your thing, you know that Albion Rolls are bottom of the time, just get a new manager, so they're almost rewriting <laughs> a wee bit, right? So I was like, right, whatever. So game starts, Albion Rolls go one 0 up after five minutes or something, not even playing badly, mate, right? So I'm like getting the ball, doing what I normally do, all the rest of it. So I get the ball for a throw-in, I turn out, hit a switch of playmate 50, 60 yards to like the opposite side. The boy goes to take him on, it goes out for a throw-in. The next minute, all I hear is, Max! And so I've just like gone like that, like put my thumbs up, because I think he's just... Aye, you're pushing the play forward. Aye. Aye. <laughs> and I, he's like, Max! And I've like gone like that again. Max! And I've turned around and I'm like, what? And he's like, that. And I was like, what? No, he's oh, hooked no you. Way. It's like, you're coming off. So I turn around to the ref and I go, ref, who was gone? He goes, 20 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> so I've like walked off, right? Like, and I was like, and I'm, I've like done the boy that was going on. And I'm like, ah, what, what is that for? And he was like, tactical change. Oh, fuck. And I went, and I went hey, don't minutes, get a tactical change at that level, eh? I, I went 20 minutes into the game. And he went, aye. And I went, I fucking day ball. Like that. And he went, aye, I'll see you on Tuesday. And I went, no, you won't. So I've just like, sat in the dugout and I was like and Pizzo was on the bench who I'm like really good mates with who's like an experienced pro Peter McDonald really experienced pro great guy and uh, he was like that's my mate don't worry about it like it'll be fine like just Uh go and speak to him on Tuesday and be like relaxed and chilled about it so I was like right fine no bother so wait till Tuesday went in asked to speak to him went up to his office sat down Kevin Rukovic bearing the minds a nutter so I've mm. sat and I've gone like I've just went, I've got quite a bad habit like and not biting my tongue so I've just Good. like absolutely went for him like said it's a <laughs> grace mate that you embarrassed me like my family was at the game you've absolutely embarrassed me like I was so embarrassed walking off the pitch just went for him and mate I'm just sitting there and he just stood up and he's going ah, who the fuck do you think you're speaking to like just proper like oh. right so I, mate I'm talking like hairdryer treatment like in my face so 
I think I knew for that moment on that a relationship wasn't really going to be that. Oh, it's definitely nothing, man. I better start looking at other options then. So I got. Oh, did you get back was, to him? Did, or did, you, did, did you just sit there and take it oh, off? Well, oh, here's, here's the thing that made him that is why I don't really have respect from now is because I knew I was going to America at this point. So I went and spoke to him and told him that I was going to go. And he'd actually played. In America at that time, so he told yeah, me. Right, okay. So he he told me about all the stuff, and he was actually he was brilliant with me. Right, he's like, "This is what you're gonna look forward to. It's gonna be a great move for you." Like, blah blah blah. He was saying to me like, "Oh, I wish I was actually thinking about making. I wanted you to stay like with the way you've been doing the training." I was like, oh, "Bullshit, mate!" Like, mm. like, so the last game of the season, so I hadn't played at all, right? Like since I argued with him, and in the last game of the season, we played Peterhead up at Peterhead. So I went all the way up there, and he put me on for the last twenty minutes. And I was flying, so that was on the Saturday, and I was flying to America on the Tuesday, I think. And our season was going to start, like, the Wednesday after. So, played a game against Peterhead, went up the road, blah, 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 said thanks very much, said bye to all the boys, in America. Came to the game on the Saturday, and my international clearance hadn't gone through. And I was like, and I was like, why? why? I phoned the SFA. And the guy said to me, he's like, oh, do you not know what the rule is? And he was, and I was like, what rule? He was like, you should have looked up. And I was like, what? And he said, if you play a game, a professional game, and you try and move to another country, like to play, because it was semi-pro when I was out there, he said, you can't play for 30 days. You need to wait 30 days before you can play. So he'd obviously played out there. He was well aware. Knew that. He was well aware. He put me on for the last 10 minutes against Peterhead. Just so I could play for the first month I was out. I remember. That's I remember you putting on. I remember you putting on Instagram, man. saying like, "Can I wait to play and stuff?" Like that. And I was thinking, I "Wonder why he's not playing." That's yeah. why. Because you can play for you can play for a month. So I had to sit and watch, mate. See the first. See the first month. Everyone was starting to like. That's disgusting, man. Mate, but I was training. I was doing brilliant in training. But all the boys out there were like playing the games and they were doing well and. I'm just sitting watching it thinking, this is, like, what am I doing out here, man? I'm just training. And it's see, because it was in America, mate, you were just drinking every day, like, <laughs> every single day, mate, like, even before a game, like, having parties, mate, like, see, mate, see the way you see it in, in films. That, what a frat, what a so, frat party? Wait, mate, see, I think you actually get frats and that out there. Like, I couldn't believe <laughs> yeah, that. I thought that was just a thing in a film. No, that's how, like frat parties are real things. So people actually like <laughs> host frat parties and oh, but honestly, so, for anybody who doesn't know, it was uh, Ventura County Fusion was a team, yep. and they're based in California. Yep, LA. So it was, Mate, uh, that, that must have been absolutely amazing, though, eh? Funnily just, enough, just being able to see California. Well, mate, funnily enough, they actually they actually played Rangers when Rangers first got liquidated. No way. They played, they played Rangers and beat Rangers when Rangers were in League Two. They beat and Rangers? Just, mate, there was like a massive oh. backlash about it because Rangers obviously could beat off a semi-pro-American team. So, oh, no. I went out there, mate, and it was like boys from... So, I was in a room with a boy from Australia. There was boys... There was a boy in my flat from Mexico, uh, Hawaii, Brazil, Nigeria, Aye. France, Spain. Like, Multicultural. Honestly, it was like... A team, it was like a family, mate. Like I'm not just saying it was honestly the like. Mate, as I say, I remember some of the some of the posts and stuff you put up, and we didn't really talk too often over when you were over there, obviously because of the time difference and whatever yeah. else. But 
it looked amazing, man. Like one thing that probably everybody would want to hear is like, you hear the the stereotype of the standard in the US. Is it as bad as what people make out, or what, what is it like? Can you compare it to something? Miles better than what I thought, mate. Really, um, aye. Um, I would consider myself quite a technical football player, being left sided. Uh, I would consider myself to be somebody who likes likes to be the one who gets on the ball and dictates the game, especially playing yeah. deeper midfield. But when I went out there, mate, I mean, I was probably the less one of the least technical ones playing midfield. I was playing with a boy from France called Hugo, who was twenty three, both footed, really really technical footballer. He could get about the pitch, just a brilliant player. And then boy called Eddie Benito, who was Mexican, just in front of us, six foot two, brilliant in the air. Unbelievable feet in the ball, could shift it, could move it, great inside the box. But I was the one out of that midfield three, mate, that would just smash smash people and give them the ball. Like, that was my job, mate. That was my job. And, like, and see, to be fair, like, the first, the first game I played and came on after my clearance was, like, expired, I came on and there was this, there was this one boy playing for a team and they was like proper getting stuck in everyone. So I was like watching him. Like, I'm going to do him, mate. Like, that's my mission. I'm going to smash him. So mate, I actually put it on Instagram and I put it like Tyler saying won the ball or something. But the boy got the ball and he knocked it by me. And I've not even like, I've actually just tried to break his legs, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad, right? But I've like proper like just like, try to smash him. So we did the video analysis the next day and the... The coach that was taking the team was Mexican American, who was like, he used to go that. There was four moments in football, guys. Like all that <laughs> stuff, right? Like he, he was one of the coaches, so, oh. like proper. Is there, like, is, there, is there four moments in football? Like it, in possession, out of possession, transition to defend and transition to attack. So he's right in what he's saying. Like he is right, but but, but there's, more, there's, there's more than four moments in aye, football. You gotta say, <laughs> oh, like, he's gotta right, isn't he? So, uh, so basically what happened was he uh, he brought me in and after the video because he, he told me my, after my first session he was like once you're in like you're gonna you're gonna be the captain like you're I was so uh, you're oh, in because I, I'm, I'm quite a big talker in the pitch like I'm like a leader I'm vocal and like I like like pulling people about me and, you're money like, very money yes <laughs> oh no no I would say um, there's another way I would it it's probably lazy because you like to <laughs> people about. Uh, Mate, tell them where that, to be. That is really lazy. Push people on. <laughs> so, the less I, I can do, Kenny, the better, mate, honestly. Hey, for me, it was quite people's abilities. None, none of them used to understand. So there was a boy that's, that, that was from Washington, from Milwaukee, called Evan Conway, right? And for the first two weeks, mate, I just didn't go on with this guy at all. Like, me and him actually, like, now, anytime I used to try and speak to him, so I'd go, ah, oh, Evan, what are you doing, mate? Like, what's happening? And then he would, he would go like that. Bro, I don't have a fucking clue what you just said. And I'd be like, that was, that was me and Evan's relationship for the first two weeks, mate. <laughs> that <laughs> accent was pretty Tremendous. No. That's what I was Oh, okay, he goes. He goes, yeah. Oh, tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually understood you. So, so Evan didn't, and end up, so what ended up happening was, right, so we'd done the video analysis, we'd been through, we won 3-0, we'd been through all the goals. And then, Lovely. And then Rudy's lad in front of everyone, right, everyone can go except for Max. So Max needs to stay. So I was like, right, okay. So I'm staying. I, I think he was just going to say, like, so I'm delighted to have you back. You. Uh-huh. And he goes like that, sit there. I was like, he was like a dwarf, right, mate? The guy was about four foot or something, right? And I was like, uh, and he just turned out the screen and he, he brings up the tackle. 
and he goes, uh, do you think that's acceptable? And I went, I went, see in, see in Scotland we do that's called letting them know that you're there. <laughs> and then he goes, goes, well, he goes, in America, that's not how it works. And he goes, if that's the kind of player that you're going to be and you're going to be like that, he went, we don't accept that here. And he went, and as long as I'm the manager, that won't happen. And I was like, ah. I was just, I was, I was like, oh my God, mate, it's happening again. Like, that's me. I'm Aye. getting patched again. I phoned Craig McGill, the guy that brought me out here. And Craig knows the owner. And Craig says, I'll get it sorted, don't worry. And I was like, nah, like, that's me, mate. I'm done. So I phoned my dad. I was like, dad, I'm probably going to come on. I got left out of the squad for the next game. Like, I thought I was me, mate. Like, done. Swear to God, mate. After the next game, I showed up to the next training session. No Rudy. No assistant manager. Guy from London taking a session. And he's like that to me. As long as I'm the manager, you'll play every game. I was like... You get sack? Sack, mate. Sack? Sack. But see, the thing is, right? <laughs> but see, the thing is, the team was really, really struggling. Like, they were. Like, they were major struggling. I think they'd lost, like, two games in the bounce and then they drew one. And then, uh, and then Mike came in and took the team and mate, I think we won like nine nine on the bounce and that was what eventually oh, got yeah. us to, to the fit. Just lacking lacking a bit of passion. Don't shoot nine in a row. Ten, it was ten the bounce. Ten the bounce. <laughs> Thank you. Were, were they just were they just lacking a bit of a bit of oomph almost? Just well, a bit of confidence. Right? So, so Michael's first game, so my mum and dad were actually over at the time. Um, to come and watch it. It's because of them. That's why. It's there, it's them. So my mum and dad came over. And we're playing against Orange County, who Rangers have got a partnership now with. And uh, I love Orange County. Did you ever watch the TV show Orange County? No, you'll see. Right, anyway, very good. No, no, <laughs> I'm on the last episode. I'm about to watch the last episode. You've stoked me for watching the last episode because of you <laughs> and your shower and your lovely hair. <laughs> but no. Um, so Max, Orange County, Florida. I'm assuming. Eh? Orange County, so it's in Irvine. No, so, so Florida's about, I don't know, for, for, Florida's like the other side of America, I think. To be fair. Oh, just ignore me then, so Orange County, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. You, need to go to, you need to go to America. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, we put Orange County BSC 1 before, like in one of the games that I wasn't available for. And uh, so we battled them the first half, mate. They were beating us 2 0 at half time. And uh, I'll never forget this, right? I came into the changing room and every single player's head, mate, was down. I was the last one to walk oh, in. Really? Every single player's head was on the floor. And I remember thinking, so I've like, I, I just looked at everyone, mate, and I was like, ah, wait, just started, I like lost it, like major. So, job, like, so what age were you then? You'd have been really young. Like, no, really I was young. 20 or something. 21. 21, 21. 20. I, I would consider that, to have the balls to walk into a changing room. Last I was, game, young, I was, was the oldest. I was the youngest. So who was the oldest guy? Who's the oldest guy? 24 or 25, I think. Aye, see, see the thing, Kenny, like, obviously you're saying, you, you might have been the youngest there, but you're the most the experienced com- the com- aye, but at the higher aye, level, but do you know what I mean? I, did, I think it, it doesn't matter about how experienced you are, I think it just comes out of that, that competitiveness in you, well, we, we've and get- your response towards it. So I think, like, it doesn't matter, obviously, how young or how old you are, but I, I just think that you're, you're as far out of your element when it comes to football, you'll ever be with regards to you're on the other side of the planet these guys have been playing with maybe these guys have been playing with each other for their yeah. lives 
X, Y, and Z, and they're all pals, and they've known each other for at least maybe, well, they've known each other longer than you've but, arrived. But see, the thing is, this was the Scottish growing up playing with Rangers, who you had to win the week at coming out. Aye. Or 2-0, which is like, unacceptable. Like, I'm playing with it. Never been 2-0 down at half time in my life, I don't think, at Rangers. So I was like, I am not accepting this for a minute. So right. I came into the changing room, looked at every single player, and I was like, just lost it. Like, went mental. Like, major duty. So everyone's sitting up and they're all like, oh my God, this guy's ass. What's he saying? Like, <laughs> doesn't understand what I was <laughs> saying. Evans like, dude, I don't understand what the fuck. <laughs> you know, that stuff is. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. So, Mate, but the thing is, right, see the coach, Mike, uh, Mike, who was for London, never even came into the changing room. So he oh, just really? shut the door, let me say what I had to say, and then he came in after, and he went like that. He just said it all. Don't make sense. Mate, went out in the second half, 1-3-2, and I'm not saying that's the reason why. Oh, but mate, it was that like, is the best story but, ever. But mate, that is like, that just like kick-started it. Like, that was like, it was like a dream almost, like, when that happened. Like, it couldn't have happened any better. Like, my mum and dad were there. It was like, 2-0 down at half-time. Aye, the stars aligned. And then it was like, it was as if it was just meant to happen. Like, we scored in the last, mate, we literally scored like, in the last kick of the ball as well. Like, it was just like, meant to happen. And that... What year, what year was that? Was that... Uh, that was just, that was last, just last summer, mate. That was just last summer. So, oh, God, man. He's nice. living the, the American... Like, Liverpool AC dream, didn't you, really? Obviously, obviously you, you were out there, was it only like, maybe like four months or something like that? Because it was quite a short-term sort of oh, deal, wasn't it? Four months. Um, how, how did it come about you coming back? Then obviously we'll move on to how you get the job and stuff like that. So you got a phone call when you were over there yep. to, to, to come back to your boyhood club. So what happened? Um, well, so what was kind of happening was my visa was running out. Because uh, I only had like an Esther, which lasts like four months. Um, there was clubs. What so basically what what the what the USL League Two is? It's called Path to Pro. So basically, it's all the best college, pardon me, it's all the best college players play in this league. So it's like you get with the Western Conference, the Eastern Conference. We were like the last two in the Western Conference, which is like the last eight in the whole of the America. So the America's obviously massive, right? Like, huge. So we were in like the last eight. We get put out by Golden State Force with like arrivals the whole time. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, there was a lot of clubs coming to watch everyone at this time. So one of the clubs, there was a club called Fresno that played in. Oh, I stayed in Fresno. Right, so... They they were the club that wanted that wanted a few of us to go in and train, but very small. Was, yeah, but see the same thing, mate. It's like professional football in America. Like uh, oh, you're not, you, you can like you can so, drive to Disney. That that's why I happened when I stayed there. You drove to Disney. Both you're, you're not far for entertainment, but yeah, sorry, your story. Um, <laughs> well, Craig Mulholland for me, who's the head of Academy Rangers, and well, see, be fair, I had, a, I had an American SIM card on my phone, so. A lot of them had actually been trying to get in contact with me, but just before I went out there, I had a meeting with them at the training ground, and they said to me, "We've got a job role for you, but we can't tell you what it is." And that way, I was like, "Hey, boy, oh my god, boy, I think it could be have sounded more American if you went, we got a job, <laughs> but, 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 okay, Max, you got to come back, Max, and we'll, we'll, when you come back, there's nothing to go to." 
that's that's when we'll tell you what yeah your cleaning boots <laughs> that's the thing mate so like they, God, they obviously said that to me so I went out to America and they tried to contact me like all that time when I was out there and because I had an American sim they couldn't get a hold of me so my dad phoned me one day and he's like I'm just off of going to Craig Mahal and he's asking why nobody can get a hold of you like they've been trying to phone you for like, the last couple of weeks and I was like oh my god like, I'm going to ruin my chance like so I phoned them straight away as soon as I heard and they you know, he just started talking about like the fact that he wants me back and how they've had so many conversations about me and like they've they've been looking at what I've been doing like the last couple of years and and he just spoke to me about all this different stuff and how he wanted me to go into different parts of the department and each part of the football club and get different wee bits and feels to eventually what I felt suited me most. So it was like an opportunity that I just couldn't like say no to. So but how how I know I'm cutting you off there a wee bit, but how does that come about? Like, how does you've been away for the club for so long? Never lose contact. So, do you know what I mean? You've obviously made. I, but I just I, understand. I just don't understand how you've been away for the club for. It was a couple of years. It wasn't as if you were away for the club for a couple of weeks. You well, were away, well, you're away for a while. So, see, I always think like, why me? Like, I get boys messaging me that been released the Rangers. Like, why are you back at the club now? Like, what did you do? Mm. It's none of their business, but, but we're going to find out why see you all, do this. See all the days where, like, I was staying till 10 at night in the village. Gav, that's, yeah, that's what I used to do at the training ground. But I see what I got after. So they've always seen Graphic, something in you. That, I, but I, I used to go and sit with Graham Murray for two, three hours after training and just want to learn and, like, go to the gym. And I would bust my butt. Like, I just wanted to make myself the best, <clears throat> give myself the best possible chance. But at the same time... I would go into the indoor hall and go and see the young kids and like I would go and integrate myself with young kids. But mate, I just never wanted to go home. Like that was like my thing, mate. Like, <laughs> I just I just loved it so much, mate. Do you I think, just do you think that was because you you were a Rangers fan though? Do you think you were just obsessed with the club? And... No, just... nah. There was a few things Max actually spoke throughout this and said it was before this and before training for that. And I thought, yeah, lucky if it's really good. Hi, Ross County, you said as well, actually. Sorry. Aye, but, and I was wondering, I was wanting to go in and go. This is why you get picked for that, but I didn't want to go. Oh, I know you really well, Max. <laughs> I can pick talent when I see it, so that's uh, your work ethic. But, what Des said in the podcast before hard week, hard work, sorry, it beats talent, doesn't it? And it does. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, mate. There's a better one. Oh, there we go. That's the Des, easy talking about every other week. No, that, mate, that's, I mean, it probably was a factor of being a Rangers supporter, yes. But the fact that I was in one of the best facilities in Britain, I had the best coaching staff, I had the best, like, whatever else, equipment to go and use. I was just like, how can you not just want to, like, be there all the time? I just couldn't understand how boys just wanted to just go home, like, straight away. It just used to, and boys just sit all the time, oh, what are you doing, busy boys? But see the ones, that, oh. the ones that are the ones asking me now how I'm back there, you know what I mean? So... I don't. I never, that never used to bother me, mate. So, see, if I used to sit with Mutz for two, three hours and go through why I made that pass and all that one, that was like, I used to love that, mate. And that's why I try to say to kids now, utilise what you've got, like, because you don't know what you've got until it's, like, gone, because it just goes like that, so... Right, Max, for anybody who doesn't know, so talk us through your role. So you went back to Rangers, obviously. What yep. is your role, and what, what do you do? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What was the... The best thing about working in America, like the best time in America, 
best thing. <laughs> when it comes to like California and uh, LA, my I'd stay there for twenty four hours. Aye. My best memory was you were being killed. Yeah. Aye. So <laughs> you live in a different life. I was very much Neil Skid Row. You will me. Oh, come on. Best time in California. I don't want to get myself in trouble because I've got a bottle. So <laughs> um, nobody's listening to this family. Wait, no, nobody cares. So why don't we say there was a there was a person in California called another name beginning with M. Gav. That was Joey. Called Joey. Martin. Martin. Californian Martin was living life. Um, what happened to him? Is he even a you? He used to go out. <laughs> he was actually drinking every day at the beach, to be quite honest. Uh, oh my goodness. Ventura Martin. Beach. Martin's wild. Mate, do you want to know what the best thing about America was? Like, being aye, go for it. Aye, go for it. Was, see, living in California, right? And going and playing football in San Francisco, Hollywood. I was going to say, did you, see the, did you see the Hollywood sign? Mate, we did the Hollywood hike. Yeah. Are you saying? Mate, we did the Hollywood hike and see even that day, like, we did the Hollywood hike and then one of the boys, French boys, Hugo, his best mate was playing with a team that was playing LA Galaxy. Right. I can't remember who. It was like San Jose Earthquakes and oh, he was right. playing. Was, he got, mate, what he a got name, man. Right? So, he got his tickets for the game. So, one of the best seats in LA Galaxy Stadium, mate. And then Hugo, they beat LA Galaxy that night. So Hugo texted us, well, yeah, I was with him, obviously. So Hugo's pal texted him and said, we all got out tonight, we've got a booth in like the best club in LA, like in Hollywood, if you want to come. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like. Unbelievable, Jeff. And it was just like, mate, we, we, we booked like the worst hotel I have ever stayed in in my whole life, mate. Like, literally. Oh, like, Kenny stayed in the worst hotel we could ever stay in your life. <laughs> yeah. Did Keezy tell us that? Aye. Aye, aye. Aye. It was the perspex and oh, there was blood on the sheets. And, oh, okay, you win. You definitely win, mate. Aye, aye. <laughs> like the Burger King took food stamps. Like, oh, nice. I, I'm assuming you're, you love the podcast and you've listened and you know this. Like, but <laughs> I know that story. Just, in, just in case, I know it was horrible. <laughs> and, like, I, I did not <laughs> expect this to happen, but no, nevertheless. Right. Is that Next. pushed you to come back to Rangers then? Like, I would say... Uh, well, well, I think it was just more the opportunity more than anything else. I've not even done I mean, so, so basically my main role, sorry, is... Uh, aye, aye, that's what I'm going to say. Um, me and another guy are basically in charge of the scouting department uh, for the academy. Uh, so my boss, David Stevenson, he's the academy scouting manager. Uh, my title is children's and scouting's... Uh, Children and scouting. Wait, I don't even know. He's <laughs> <laughs> been locked in for a couple of weeks, yeah, mate. He's yeah, forgot his role. Normal, it's, it's a big podcast. It's a big podcast. Just take your time. Uh, but I basically I help him, like, or try and try and help him as much as possible. But yeah. I touch into the coaching side of it a wee bit as well, uh, and a bit of the analysis side of it as well. Basically, mate, I'm just kind of a touch and a feel for sort of everything that's in the club. But my main role is within the scouting for the academy. Um, for academy with regards to age of so I'm basically watching players from the ages now of twenty fourteen all the way up to probably about my age, mate, <laughs> to be fair. So, so you you're like maybe 20, 
Feel like maybe what, what 11, 10, 11 to maybe younger. 17, 18? No, that five, five and six, mate. <laughs> five and six? Oh, 2014, five and six. sorry. Aye, sorry. 20 to 21 year old, it's, it's madness, mate. Fucking madness. So, how does that work then? Like, you're so. I'm saying, how does that work? Obviously, I know how it works. Like, you, you watch the videos, you watch the players, you see how it works, but. What spectrum? So, so does it work with regards to you going pick four clubs or four teams or are you out for AM to oh what time does time mm-hmm. stop? Like, you could be out for fifteen hours. Like you could be for, you could do it all day. We've got like, two scouts, mate. So, and that's based around the whole of Scotland and also a couple that go cross border and stuff. So, um. It's hard for me because I still play on a Saturday at 3 o'clock every Saturday. Uh, so I usually go and watch how games. Did, how did he feel about that? Did he go, no, no, no Max, hold on. That was one of the biggest things. Would they things. encourage it? Would they maybe encourage it? I think they do encourage well, they're a football club. Saying, like, that's what Craig said to me. He said, if you think a football club is going to stop you from playing football, you're wrong. Like, And there's a few things where I've questioned whether it's... Because, I mean, I'm missing out on opportunities to go down and watch like, Chelsea on their 23s on a Saturday or Arsenal or go to like a different country for like the weekend or whatever but I mean just before lockdown happened I went to Alicante on a trip and I watched like Portugal under 19s, Norway under 19s, Turkey under 19s, Romania like I was I was just watching like you know getting paid to to watch football mate it's no it's no the worst. Was that was that was that your dad there saying give my laptop back? (laughs) (laughs) Is that big Rico? Mr. Ashmore going no you didn't (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, does does uh, Mr. Ashmore want to come on the podcast? Get him in. He's got a Boris Barnett, as I've said. Right, but Max, so just before we finish, mate, what, what's what's happening for the future then? What, what do you see yourself doing? Like, obviously, you're, you're in the scouting department for, you know, maybe under whatever to well, 2014. One of the, one of the biggest but, clubs in Britain. So, oh, of course, mate. The, as I said, I'm a Celtic fan, but you've got your admiration for, for Rangers as well. You know, they're, they're a big, 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 massive right. club in Britain. So, in the world. would be, yous would be anywhere without us. That's, that's of course, and vice versa, mate. It's, it no, the same. no, 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 no vice versa. We would be... <laughs> right, anyway, just, this is the political no, Kenny, so... Aye, no, I'm, I'm talking shit, yeah. But what's, what's happening to me, Max? Manager? Oh, Manager yeah. Rangers? See, before, mate, I'm just uh, blessed to do what I'm doing what I'm doing now. I think uh, to have put so much of my life into football at a young age and to have been able to have a career uh, at the moment and hopefully going forward. For the future. That's kind of, that's what the PT thing I enjoyed, but I couldn't really see myself doing that for for any longer than what I did. Um, The good thing about PT, Max, is you can always go back to it, do you know what I mean? Like, I know. You've got the qualification I, there. And... I honestly, honestly didn't think you were 22, so I'm 32 this year. That's <laughs> horrendous. Me, so... me and Max are the young ones here, Kenny. You're the young boys. I look, I look really young in this, this, this frame. It's, it's the light, mate. The light does it to you. Aye. So is the reflection in your glasses, you old bastard. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, at 22, man, just see it any moment, any moment you get, any course, any string to your bow, man, just take it, because 
I would have what a job, man. I'd love that job. What, what, mate, honestly, like, Max, it's, 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 it's a dream just, job. And right. I know, obviously, at moments they'll become, you'll be like, off. I'm sick of this, man. Like, I don't know what's been going on. Like, how does coaching happen during all this? Like, the, the world came to lockdown. So, Rangers have been, have been unbelievable, mate, honestly. Like, the platform given for the kids is. They delivered a send ball. Like you said, with the, with the, with the Jermaine Defoe thing, it was just a... a had a, had a Google and I, I clicked and it was like the Rangers of Academy and they had a thing with Jermaine Defoe and stuff like that. Striker Academy, wow, like, I think, thing. I just think... Well, I just, I, just, I just don't understand how he's such a high-profile player. Like how are they managing to get him to go, well, why can't he teach your players? Just, uh, you know what a Rangers player is? He, 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 his club could have pulled him and said, "No, no, listen, we need you to do this. We want you to do this." But for them to pull that and do such a cool thing, man, it's unbelievable. But I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I couldn't care the rest of the staff anymore for the dungeon this lockdown period. See, to come out of this lockdown period and position and than what we were before, I think the club's done that. Um, and, you know, it's just something that probably many clubs have came out and not been in the position that, that we've been in, but what they always try and move forward rather than move backwards. And the academy, the first team, I think the whole club from top to bottom has, has done that. Fantastic. I also... Yeah. It, it takes me right back to the start of this whole conversation when it comes to you personally and the way school and football was kind of like, it was one or the other. I've always I nipped away, nipped away the toilet, and I think the American kind of platform, like they push you to get the qualification as well as playing the sport. Aye. I feel that we are slowly getting to that sort of. It's like a scholarship type thing, isn't it? Ah, 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 But then in America they're like, well, you don't pay the players, and these players are so good, and they're putting their lives in the line. Well, there needs to be a middle ground because, like Max, like Max should have came away. Like his hiring, higher, higher mass, higher English, and he felt like oh, I need, oh, all I can give that is one day because the risk outweighed the reward. You know, I can push everything into football and walk away with hundreds of thousand pounds, yeah. But he had to risk his full education, I'd have done the same 100%, 100%, mate. Definitely, and, Max, and everybody see, would have. See, see, just before we head off, right. No, we need questions. to ask him these. No, we need to say, I'll get to these questions. questions. No, well, I will ask him. No, 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 I'm getting on, get on, you go. Push on. Right. right, Max, right, so I know we've taken your time for maybe about, must be about two years, Kenny, yeah? Same, I will. <laughs> 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 I'm fed up with saying aye. I know. It's I know. definitely not. Right, but... so Max, we've got a couple of questions for you, right? Just quick fire. Cool. Battle off, and then we're done, right? So, one, what's your favourite takeaway? Chinese. Chinese. Is that? What would you get? Chinese. Chicken fried rice, mate. Mate, I'm not a big fan. Pure show, mate. Quite a pure show. He's a healthy boy. He's a healthy boy. Healthy boy. That's scary. The next one's a bit controversial because Kenny and I have different opinions. Iron Brew or Cream Soda? Iron Brew, mate. See, Kenny, I help you. Kenny, I prefer cream soda to Iron Brew. Cream soda is like when you're a wee guy, mate. I feel that's like... I used to think that with vodka when I was like 14. Oh, <laughs> you're, we're not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, right. So, you're asking it, we'll ask it. Are you a day? 
You ask it, Kenny. Go for it, mate. Go for it. Right. He's, he's leaned forward, so he's, he's keen on the question. I'm listening, mate. I'm listening. Right, Max, you have one drink and one drink only. This is no reference to another show or nothing else inside your life. <laughs> what would you and the other person... Oh, I can't have a... No. Right, right I'll on. say it, right? <laughs> I get too much pressure. Right, Max, much, much. Max, you have one drink and one drink only. What would you drink and who would it be with? Are you talking like anyone in the world? Anyone at all, me. Any drink, anyone in the planet. My buds just walked past me, so I feel like I don't. <laughs> yeah, mate, she, she's excluded from this conversation. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably say, uh, oh, mate, that's so hard. What? That's like the maddest question anyone's ever asked. I would say probably Jimmy Bullard. Oh, yes. Oh. What, a, what a class answer, by the way. That's brilliant. And Jimmy uh, B, what's the drink? Uh, I don't know, mate. That's a tough one. A pint, just a, just a, a pint. Of what? I'm pure. Pint. Oh, Jesus Christ, Gavi, why is there a pint? Just a pint of whatever's gone in that pub. Let's see a pint of tennis if you drink with Jimmy Bullard. You go on to the social, mate, you get a pint of Corona. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right. you do. And how bad is it? It's pure flat, man. And it's in a disgusting glass. I'm not happy about it. But um, I'm so upset I can even read that question now. I'm, I'm a pure David. I wish I'd typed it. No, you. Right. I typed it exactly the way you would. But anyway, right, Max. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Sorry oh. to take up so much of your time. I think it's been. I think it's more. Quite a while, very, very, very briefly. We're drinking your Rangers gear. Have you got oh. any yet? No, yeah, mate, I'm going on Friday, so I might uh, first day back after lockdown, so I might get the old measure up then, but if not, <laughs> mate, it's decent, you know, so I mean, what I've seen on the socials, oft, that's what I'm saying. It's not decent, oh. mate. I think I, I think I prefer the player kit to the coach's kit, to be fair, but that's just... It's always the same, man. You always, you always prefer the training gear for 100%. Well, I actually prefer the kit last year, mate. I like the grey one to the, to the blue and the navy, to be fair, so... But oh, yeah. <laughs> how how do you say the new brand? How do you say that name? Castor. 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 It's no French. You go Castor. Eh? No. You've been up. It's Scouse. I'm yeah. gonna say it's no French. It's not from Paris. <laughs> right. Right, boys. Right, okay. It's been a pleasure, right. Max. Thanks so much. Sorry for taking up your time, guy. Uh, sorry, Max. Max was meant to be here. Gav, you're always here. Just, just, <laughs> never <laughs> ask. <laughs> Max, absolute pleasure, mate. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks very much. It's I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's not even as if I've been on a call, mate. It's just a, it's just the age I've been talking. I mean, I know me and Gav here, and also I've just kind of met you, mate, through Zoom and whatever. And I'd love to get a pint me or something sometime as well. But me and Gav have got a habit of just talking. Absolutely. <laughs> no, indeed, mate. Oh, mate. And listen, the door is always open, mate. I Gav, your forehead looks really shiny, but uh, I'm a bit sweaty, mate. Kenny, don't point it out. Eh? <laughs> I just need to. I feel like you're too handsome. It's just you need to be broke down a peg or two. You're not talking to me. You're but talking Max, to Max, obviously. Because no, no, Max, the door's always open, mate. Any point you want to come on here and talk, absolute dribble. Because it's no, it's absolute class stories. So. Brilliant, Max. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Perfect, mate. Right, Max. We nice. enjoy the rest of your night, mate. And uh, we'll hopefully speak to you soon, okay? Yep.
Cheers, lads. Thank you very much. Cheers, boys. See you later on. Bye-bye.